This episode of the Boz and Bovril podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Good evening and welcome to Celtic Rumours TV, the Boz and Bovril podcast, episode number 135. It just uh, Paul's got something, he's meant to be going to the football tonight, but he's got a family thing he's end up having to go to. So it's just me and I'll be, be getting joined by turns. If anybody wants to come on, I'll put the link in the chat. If you've got anything you want to say, you're more than welcome to come on. Uh, the links to our forum and everything is in the description box below through the link to thing. We're up at 733 subs and we're ready to take a step up and become a first rung of the ladder, being like a YouTube partnership, which should happen, or maybe or this podcast or the next podcast. So we're, we're growing, even with the viewing numbers. So thanks very much to everybody that joins joins us as live. I'll give them a wee shout out to them and everybody that listens back, whether it's on YouTube or Spotify. Thanks very much. We really appreciate all that support. I'll do a few shout outs for lads on the forum and that. Uh, Richie and David, guys that haven't been keeping too well. Tim Alloy. We buzz a Glasgow Green. Uh, Mikey, I don't know. Mikey says he might try and come on. He's getting work done in his house. Uh, who have we got in the live chat? Bobby, he's a out for the night. Jabber, nice to see you again. Grot Bags. Brian, nice to see you, Brian Bud. Martin as well, nice to see you in again, pal. Uh, that's, we'll just kick crack on then, Terns, bud. You there, I? I am indeed, bud. I am indeed. How are you? Thanks very much, Tern. Happy birthday, Mrs. Tern. Yesterday, that was her 21 again, wasn't it, Tern? <laughs> you can multiply that by a few. First things first, the news today David, about Carter Vickers. What do you think? We were talking about this off, well, earlier on. You, you're kind of worried. But, no, it wasn't you was talking to about. It was a buzz on the forum, wasn't it? What was it I was talking to yeah. you about earlier, Tern? Oh, aye, the Brendan Rogers thing. Yeah, it's it's quite it's quite comical, really. Do you not believe him? No. Well, I I don't I don't mark because that that was one of the main reasons he left in the first place. So, so like, if he's if he's if he's saying that he wasn't getting the players in that he wanted the first time round, and that was a major reason that he left. Now he's kind of saying is, oh, I just coach what I'm given. She's completely. The 360 and, and the reason he left, like, as I said, he left because he said he didn't get, he was looking for Castagna, is it? The, remember, he played, went to Leicester oh, eventually. Oh, yeah. And there was the, potentially there was the John McGinn episode, whether he was there or not at the time. There was the time the Italian lad, Panucci or something like that, had actually landed in Glasgow and there was a change in the contract and then he got back on the plane and left. So Roger, Roger had specifically said that they, they weren't meeting his ambitions. That's what he said. And one of the, that was one of the main reasons he left. So how can he then come along and say that basically I'm only the coach, they, they're getting me the players and I'm just coaching them. I have a bit of a say, I have a say in what comes in, a, a little bit of a say, but it, it doesn't seem to be the case of going, going, I basically make the final call or as good as the final call as to what players I want. So it's just a strange one for me. Like, But do you think maybe it's the actual setup that 
as mere he came in when, but it kind of got explained to him what the setup was. He's seen that it is actually. I mean, because people went on about him. Oh, Rogers, he didn't want to work under a uh, director under of football, isn't it? Yeah, football, not. But Leicester had a director of football. Maybe not yeah, be called that, but, but under some other d- guys that yeah, different, different day. Yeah. So maybe yeah, they have explained to him what, what the process is and who's running it and. Obviously, he spoke to Mark Glow and people like that before he's made his decision. Maybe he's, maybe he's happy with the way the setup is compared to the last time that just seemed to be like whoever Peter Lowe really wanted to say and who'd be the best deal that an agent offered them really winter. That seemed to be the... Yeah, and that, that's a very fair point, Mark. And maybe, 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 it is that, maybe it is that he's coming and he's now, he now can see a structure that, I, the, as opposed to his time, the chief executive who has, with the greatest specs, has no knowledge of... The, the the football player per se isn't getting involved in that side of it and it's i.e. a guy who's qualified in that role as in i.e. Mark Lawwell and if there's whatever other individuals are needed to be in it and Mark Lawwell obviously from his Manchester City days is highly qualified young man to be in this role and maybe Rodgers is happy to see the structure that if it is Lawwell and someone else and Rodgers and they're having a general discussion look Brendan we've eyes these two or three guys that could could be, you know, if you're if Fraggers like Rogers is saying, they're saying, look, I really need a, a left sided midfielder or a hole in midfielder. And they've got, look, we've got these three or four guys in mind. Do you know what I mean? And and he they maybe I'm assuming they sit down and have a discussion like and they've just trade him. Like a kind of committee kind of Yeah, exactly. Like yeah. Rogers Low and I don't obviously a finance guy's got to be somewhere along the lines when they're that McCoy, that McCoy fella I think it's I mean, McCoy some, you know, comes I mean, in or something I mean when he was at when he was at Liverpool one of the problems at Liverpool was that they had a committee that decided on their signings and he wasn't a part of that which was, I think strange I mean I'm not I'm not saying for a minute that Rogers getting players that forced on him I just I, I'm actually I'm not surprised at all I've been saying it for years that how, the way a big club should be ran terms you know that so I'm, yeah. I'm actually quite pleased that Rogers has come out and said that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, I, I can understand that. I can understand it as well. It just it just felt strange. I I would have I probably would have liked Mark if it was worded slightly different. Do you know what I mean? If, if it was worded, I because he has mentioned obviously Mark Lawwell, and he has mentioned that he's involved in it as well. But I, I don't know. Maybe a bit more of it. Not necessarily. I don't want a, a breakdown piece by piece. But if he could have could have said, "Yeah, look, we we have a we have a panel, or there's a couple of us. We sit down and we go through everything and we discuss it." Then you could kind of under, you'd understand it. I, and obviously, probably that's what he's trying to say. He mightn't have said it very well, but like that that would appear to me what it is. Like you said, it's Mark Lawwell, Rogers, and as you said, I think it's McKay or something, uh, McKay or something is a finance guy that they're sitting down and going. Rogers and your man, and probably there's someone else with Lawwell. I imagine maybe one of the head scouts is there as well, and they're looking and going, "These are the guys that we have." This is the general data, and as you said, Mark Lawwell done it at Man City for years. It's not as if he's done it for he's done it with a small at a small, you know, the City Group. He's done, not done it at a small club, uh, so to speak. Uh, you know, he must be good, otherwise wouldn't be doing it down there. Well, that's exactly. I I, I said that at the time when we, we got Mark Lowell in, people were saying, "Well, it's jobs for the boys and stuff like that." But it's, if you can if you can get a guy of the caliber of Mark Lowell in, because of who his dad is and because he's a Celtic supporter, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Do you know what no, I mean? but if anything, he's even going to be striving to do better because he is a Celtic fan. Aye. So in a sense, it's nearly, I won't say it's his dream job, but it might be up there with his dream job that he's hes basically the, the main, the head guy at Celtic to looking after the scouts and 
you know, like as you said, I'd, I'd say Mark for all intents and purposes, without without the definition, he's the director of football. I think so. I think that as well. It's, it's certainly starting to look like that. And he's definitely in front in charge of the kind of the, recruitment, the, the, the recruitment, the recruitment side of things. He's definitely the number one in that. I don't know. I don't know how much he takes to get involved in like your training for the youths and stuff like that. But uh, without a doubt, he's the kind of daddy. I can't call him the daddy. Mm. Even Peter's here, but he's the main man when it comes to uh, the, the recruitment side of things. And I mean, like, there's been a couple of blunders. I mean. Every every team gets makes mistakes in the transfer market. Do you know what I mean? You can't. Just, yeah. But he's he's made more good decisions for us than bad. Fake him in without a doubt. Oh, he he has, but uh, but as well as well like to as well, Mark. Like he has been, he is going to be guided in certain aspects of it. With you know, for argument's sake, the the the, the former manager, the Spurs manager, like he's going to be probably guided with him going. Look, I I I worked with. This guy, I saw this guy. I saw Kyogo playing every week. I saw Hatati playing every week. I, saw, I worked with Maeda. I really need him in. I really need him in. We can get him for the one and a half million, the two million, the four million, whatever it was at the time. And they're probably and Mark Lover will have an insight into it as well. But they're obviously going to trust the managers, the managers' view on it to go. Look, I really need these guys, and they've obviously scouted them for the period of time before they've come in. And so, like, I mean, you can't blame. Mark Lawwell, for argument's sake, that Iriguchi has come in and he's got clobbered and he hasn't been able to recover from injury after that. You know, that's just that's just unfortunate. You know what I mean? He had this maybe a similar episode at Leeds. Maybe that was a bit of a red flag. But you know, I wouldn't be blaming I wouldn't be blaming Mark Lawwell for that. But like you said, like if you if he's brought in ten transfers for argument's sake, eight of them have been a success. Like, aye, uh, aye. He's had more. He's had a lot more hits than misses. Oh, big time, yeah, big time. Whereas before, it's more. It was before it was more misses than hits. But you can, I mean, you can, I mean, the fans myself are frustrated about it myself, but it's just it's not been. It's, I don't know. We've seen a lot of. A lot, well, what's that? We've seen now. Is that six new signings this window so far? I think so. Yeah, but I, I, I'm not wanting to use the word marquee signing terms, but surely there's a couple in the pipeline that's going to be. I mean, there's got to be a goalkeeper in the pipeline. We're not even going to go over that again, surely, the night. But just something, I mean, just something a bit different. To, do you know what I mean? I take, I take a, a name. signing. Aye, a name, something I, I, that you recognise right away. Exactly. That's what I was going to say as well, Mark. I you think it's a name that you need to, to recognise. Like You don't have to go looking up YouTube videos and stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, do you know what I mean? Yeah, someone, someone that literally that the name is linked in or the name is mentioned, and people can kind of go, "Oh yeah, I know him," with the greatest respect. And I'm like, it's different if you had Michael, who is a an encyclopedia of footballers. Uh, the guy, he's just he's a he's another he's another level altogether. Like you know what I mean? He's phenomenal, the guy. But like to the normal Joe Soap supporter like me, like I wouldn't have known any of the names of the guys that have come in. No. Do you know, I I wouldn't, and with the great respect, I wouldn't have known hardly any of the other guys. Even last year, I wouldn't have known the Carter Vickers and the Jottas of the world because I wouldn't, have, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have really come across them. Whereas, obviously, say for argument's sake, there's there's links now with the the Wolves fella, and you you'd you'd know him, you know, whether 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 he's whether he that Daniel Prodance Pro is that how you pronounce it? Whether if he's the guy that they're looking at and he's the kind of the 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 big names inverted commas, then yeah, but that's someone that people can relate to. Whereas everyone else you're not sure, like I was asked Rogers a day about that 
Podentia, Podentia, whatever it is you yeah. pronounce it, and, and that, that Ryan Fraser. I mean, he did, a few of the Celtic sides are reporting it that he kind of not nailed it on the head that it wasn't happening, but he never really said that. He just asked him if he'd any, anything to add or anything about it, and he just says, no, nothing to add. It's not as if he's turning and he says, there's no interest or no talks, just says, no, nothing to add about it. And, and, and I don't mind that because I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather, I'd rather Celtic say very, very little, and then before you know it, the guy's having a medical. The biggest problem I have is where it sometimes if it's if it's suggested and it's there's possibly talks and it's and it, they're looking and they're looking and it's dragged. What happens then is teams like and it's not that Celtic can't compete financially with the teams like your Fernabaches or if someone from the Dutch league comes in or something like that, or even, or even the Belgian league or something like that. But I, I think sometimes it, it, it's, it takes the player to what they deem a better league, not necessarily a better team. Aye, you know, aye. you know, and I know we've had this discussion that how can guys go to say Turkey and not come to Celtic or whatever for, you know, there was potentials would say that the, the Dynamo Zagreb keeper, I know he looks like he's staying and all that, but just for example, but, for him, he's probably looking at it that it's a more competitive league and a better league to play in than it is to play in the, the Scottish League. I, I'm not saying it is the case. I'm not saying it's not the case. But on on general viewing, like the Scottish League gets gets hammered more times than it gets praised. You know, I mean, many many times has it been quote unquote announced that that Lavakovic is signed for Fenerbahce. That's about five times this summer so far, and he's still no moved. Oh yeah, yeah, without a, without a doubt, like you know. And now, God, God, and he knows what the story is with with that one. But yeah, that that's the only thing is like, like in fairness, Celtic have got in the this the other lad, the Swedish lad for for Starfield, which is, which is good. I think obviously badly needed because obviously Carter Vickers looks like he's out for I don't know how long. I imagine he's going to be out for a few weeks, two maybe two or three weeks. I don't. I'm hearing reports four to six weeks, but people are saying that that's not the case. Uh, Stephen Stephen Welsh is now. Apparently got nailed in training, so he's out. Future Celtic captain. Yeah, that I. Uh, but yeah, but it's in general. But he signed obviously a new contract as well. So and got in, you know, injured signing it. He got injured <laughs> signing the contract. But it sounds like. Yeah, but but that's even that's even a strange remark because, and that if you're not to be funny, like but pre-season, you're potentially saying that he's one of the guys that's going to be leaving, like. In my in my eyes, himself and Kobayashi were the two guys that you're thinking, you know, they're they're probably out the door, like because as much as I like Stephen Welch, Stephen Welch is a little bit in a turmoil mold for me, in a sense that he's he played really really well last week in a command, but he can be an eight or a ten or a two out of ten. Aye, aye, and you can you what you whatever about Turnbull in midfield as bad as he is, you can have other players that can care, nearly kind of. Nearly kind of shepherds shepherd the load with it, but if you're centre back and you're doing that, you're conceding goals like, and that's the problem. Like, uh, do, you, do you still think we'll sign another centre back now? We I think they have to contact. I don't know, terms, to be honest. Well, it depends who goes out. Like, if 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 like if they if they if to for argument's sake, they have if they have well, if maybe they maybe decided maybe they've decided that Welsh is their technically their four choice centre back that they're going to go. Fitness wise, Vickers, one of the two boys, either Rocky or this, the new Swedish lad, and then Welch and the other two are surplus to requirements. Probably send scales back to Aberdeen again. 
I don't, I don't I, think Kobayashi will be much. I don't think. I don't. I he don't go back to Japan. Uh, he's injured anyway. I don't know how bad that is. Isn't it? He's, he's, uh, he's injured. But if that's no bad, then going to keep him out for months. I think he'll be even but get back to Japan or that before this window, the window shuts. Do you know what I mean? If it's only got about for three or four weeks, it's like people saying, "Oh, Hatati's injured." That means they're not going to, but nobody's going to buy him. We played, we seen that with Australian guy when he was injured. Talio. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. a player being out for two or three weeks injured isn't going to stop a transfer going through terms. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I mean, if he, if it had his one, is obviously a calf strain or a calf pull or whatever. I mean, the, the, if if he's was linked with Brighton. And that's the general consensus that he's linked with them. If their guy goes, that Hattati is his replacement, so to speak. They, the medical team will, will do the medical and Hattati. And they'll obviously know, okay, he's got a calf injury, but the rest of his body is fighting fit. That injured area, it's a, it's a, slight, it's a slight tweak. We reckon he'll be back within three weeks and he'll be, he'll be back running fully within four or five weeks. There'll be no issue. That's the only thing that's there. Everything else is picture perfect. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, I I agree with you there, Mark. It's not. It's only a small. It's a small issue if you're looking for a transfer from for a player to a player, you know, to a club like. But even even just getting back to the centre, the centre back situation here with Welsh. Eh, I'm very surprised at this. I I was surprised as well. To be honest, I really was. But is it? Eh, I mean, when Starfelt left, the, the kind of rumours was that the rumours was that Starfelt was leaving because he left. Rodgers was wanting two centre-backs in, wouldn't it? So we were, we were all reading between the lines. The big Swedish lager bike and, and, whatever came in, yeah. and we thought maybe that Javier yeah, Mbambi yeah. youth, the Dutch guy. But, yeah. I mean, it's not as if, I mean, it's not as if Stephen Welsh has been offered a new Celtic contract because he had a good game last week. Do you know what I mean? These things take weeks, sometimes months to, to negotiate and get over the line. So it's obviously been a plan or like all along the line that Celtic were going to offer Welsh a new contract. Oh yeah, yeah. Now whether whether it's a case, Mark, that and I'm I this is completely hypothetical. Whether it's a case that they give Welsh the new contract, they do sign another centre back and send send Welsh out on loan. I don't who knows? You know, it wouldn't be the it wouldn't be the first time that a player has signed a contract and gone out on loan for Celtic. So um, Surely shouldn't he be looking to do that? I mean, he's 23 or something like that, new player, do you know what I mean? He's looking for, should be looking for a kind of, either to be a Celtic first-team squad member or a member of somebody's first-team squad permanently. Oh, I, I, under, I, under, I understand that, but the lure, the lure mark to leave it if you've come through it as a young guy and you're, you've kind of made your made the breakthrough to the first-team squad and you're, you're there, thereabouts, and you know what I mean? There's new guys after coming in. It's it's you you know you're always going to believe that you're you're going to get your chance. You know what I mean? But I I look I like Stephen Welsh. I, I he's got a he's got a, he's got Celtic at, at heart, and he's a real fighter. But sometimes he just he just doesn't have the quality. And I, listen, he's a far better footballer than I will ever be. And I'm only critiquing the guy. I'm not criticizing the guy. But he's 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 too. He needs to get a lot more. Solid for me. He's too like David Turnbull in the sense that he's an eight out of ten or a two out of ten. And a day right. when he's a two out, when he's a two out of ten, like Saint Mirren last year, with with when he was there with the uh, the the other German the German lad or the, the other centre back that left and went to Germany. The, the two, the, Jens, yeah, the two the two of them got murdered that day. Murdered that day by by Curtis Main and the, and the other centre forward or the other centre forward. And and Welsh, in fairness, has 
had not, not he's not alone, but he's had one or two he had one or two mayors in the Europa League as well. You know, so like but he, so he, he can have great games. Do you think maybe it's because he just kinda gets flung in all the time, Terrence? He's not actually getting I mean, not just Stephen Welsh, was that maybe Turnbull's kind of problem, maybe last season, the last under range, and maybe even a lot of the a lot of the kind of fringe players they weren't getting they weren't getting much game time at all. Oh, that's a that can that can be a huge huge side of it, Mark, and I, and I I agree with that, and it's a very very valid point. But the problem is that I have with it is is that that if Stephen Welch was an eight out of ten, well now an, uh, eight out of ten this week, and he dropped to six, you'd accept it. And Turnbull, right. you'd accept it. But the problem is, it's peaks and troughs with them. They're either really, really good or really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Right. They don't, they don't, they don't have, they don't have a medium, a happy medium in the middle where they're like, like you see, like Fragrum say, McGregor has has played poorly in the first two league games, right? By McGregor standards, he's been poor. But you you don't expect McGregor to have a poor game this weekend. No, no. The, the, I, I know what you're saying. This. That's a kind of it's strange for McGregor if a poor game. It's strange for him with two poor games in a row. So yeah. he's expecting him if he's playing on Sunday, he's going to be back on it. Because that's not the norm. But just what you're saying here, likes of Turnbull, Stephen Welsh, when they're getting put into the team, you don't know what version of them is going to turn up. Exactly. Like as I said, if you name the team on Sunday and McGregor's playing and Turnbull's playing and Welsh is playing, you will have people going, oh my God, Turnbull's playing again. How's he playing? Welch is playing, oh God, we'll be under pressure today. You won't have one person go, oh God, McGregor's playing. Aye, aye. You, you know, and, that, and that's what I mean, because McGregor has built a reputation for himself that he generally, he he generally, he's an extremely consistent player. Look, he's the most consistent player Celtic have had in a long, long time. And a quality, quality player. Yeah, he hasn't he hasn't reached it in the last two games, but you, you expected it's a minor blip. The problem with the problem with the likes of Turnbull and Welch is you you just don't know what Stephen Welch or what David Turnbull's going to turn up, and that's a problem. I mean, I, again, I, Welch for me is good enough for the domestic level, but and but let's face it, the amount of games we're going to be playing this season, we're going to need probably a bit kind of to utilise the squad a bit better. But I just. I mean, if we end up getting into a Champions League game or that way, Welsh playing as a centre-back because of injuries and that, it's just asking for a disaster. But that's no Stephen Welsh's fault. But, but that goes back if to he, the point... He'll, 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 he'll probably deep down in himself... It's like, supposing we, supposing we get Drew Man City or something, right? Or Real Madrid Jeez. again. And Welsh, went, and Welsh himself would be sitting in the dressing room actually bricking himself. Do you know what I mean? He'll oh be, yeah, he'd been there. He'd been there. If he knew he was going to be playing, if that he'd been the press, you know, I enjoyed these challenges, blah blah blah. But he he would literally, I think, be bricking himself to go because he knows himself he's not up to that level. But and that's a very fair point again, Mark. But but it makes it all the more sensible then to go to yourself. Okay, I I'm going to start with Carter Vickers and I'm going to start with Fiam and Rocky for argument's sake. And against we're playing Saint Mirren at home. Okay, I'm going to rest. Rocky and I'm going to play Stephen Welch or I'm going to in a, it's a, in the League Cup game I'm going to rest Carter Vickers and I'm going to play Stephen Welch and Rocky or I'm going to play Stephen Welch and the Swedish lad I, whatever it is but if you if you say it yourself right I need to I need to make sure that, that my squad I've, if I've got a crux of like most managers in their head might have a crux of 16 players 
17 players that they know this is my these are my these are my stick-ons and you've got another four or five that if required you might have to bring them in and out but if you've got 16 17 18 guys in your head that do these are these are my boys for the season this is my generally my starting 11 is these guys give or take and these four or five they come in and out when I need them or whatever but then if it's a league cup game What's the problem with starting Stephen Welch? What's the problem oh, with starting the Swedish lad and going, right, rather than Stephen Welch playing no games for 10 games and then all of a sudden Carter Vickers gets injured, Stephen Welch comes in, he's not up to the speed, he's not up to the pace and all of a sudden he misses a bouncing ball or he he misses times a tackle or he miss, he miss kicks it or gets it gets in a twist and there's a goal and it's Pelters. And listen, I'd be giving him Pelters as well. I won't deny I wouldn't. I would be. But if Stephen Welch, like like I was saying about the young lads in the academy, if Stephen Welch is going to start four, five, six, seven games at home, and there's no reason that Stephen Welch can't start them if they if they need him, or the Swedish guys have said, or whoever it is, the, say Stephen Welch, for example, that he can't start like the Livingston, the St. Mirren, the St. Johnston, do, do you know, um, Motherwell, I don't know, t- these teams at home. And like there, there's even a problem mark with him to be honest starting some of these games away because I mean I said if you can't put Stephen Welch into into a team and think you can still win, then Stephen uh, Welch shouldn't be there. Should, he shouldn't have got a new contract. No, then he shouldn't be no more. No more now. Let me just stress stress no more than no more than if it's David Turnbull. No more than if it's your man Rocky. No more than if it's a new Swedish guy. No more than if it's Anthony Ralston. No more than if it's Kyogre. No more than if it's any of the players. If you don't think you can put any of them in to a team especially a fringe player and take one of the main starters out to give him a rest and you're worried about putting him in thinking, God, that's going to really weaken the side, then he shouldn't be there. He shouldn't be a Celtics player. He shouldn't be a Celtic squad player. I totally agree with that. I really yeah. do. I mean, we've got to have like what you call it, our first team, the team that we, that we think or hope can make some kind of inroads into Europe for us. But the rest of that squad, as you say, you've got to have players, your backup players have got to be good enough, at least for a domestic level. But Mark, your team, your team is only as strong as your as your subs. Aye, aye. You know, your team is only as strong as your subs. And they, like modern day football is now a sixteen man game. Five aye. subs are five subs are made every single match, so it's a sixteen man game. It's not an eleven man game anymore. It's a sixteen man game. So you need to be able to go. I can take him off. I can take Anthony, I can take AJ off. He's kind of a bit of an. I could put on Anthony Ralston, no problem. I can take off McGregor, give him a break, and I can put on Holman in the middle. There's no problem. And the same with anyone else in the pitch, Kyogo or whoever it is. That's what you need to do. But if you're taking off Carter Vickers or you're taking off Turnbull or you're taking off O'Reilly and you're putting on David Turnbull or you're putting on Welch and you're, you're worried doing it, that's a problem. I'm not no. saying they are. I'm not saying they are, but to the general fan, when you see some of those players, you, you do go, oh, God. Oh jeez, I hope he I hope he doesn't have a nightmare today. That can be the general con- consensus out of the mouth, rather than going, "Oh yeah, no problem, he's in there today." I wouldn't fear about it. Like, I, just, I, I, I couldn't actually believe it when I read it. Terms that Bill should go a new contract. No, Jabber, 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 Jabber's like my Sky Sports, to be fair, uh, correspondence because he texts <laughs> me, he texts me on WhatsApp video or pictures of it and the whole lot. And I actually, I actually had to take a double take. I actually sent back a. I think I sent back a crying message, a, a, a emoji, Tim, or something like. I was very surprised when I saw Stephen Welch because Mike, like that, you're thinking, text, thinking was that the end of it? Like, I texted Mikey just to wind him up about it. Look, there's, there's a future captain signed a new contract. No. He thought I was, he thought I was kidding him on. He thought I'd made it up. 
But I mean, yeah, there, there must be something in it. Maybe the guy just doesn't want to leave Celtic, as you said, Terms. Maybe he's hard, maybe he's been told, look, again, a kind of Turnbull situation. Look, there's, a, there's your chance. Fit you, I'll give like Rodgers, I said to him, you'll get a chance under me. It's up to you to take that chance. I don't imagine he's in great, great wages. Compared to foot, like footballing wise, yeah. And I seen somebody put it up earlier on. Is it? You've still got the homegrown thing for Europe and that to think. He said, so did that come into it? But I just think, I just think it was a weird one, especially for his point of view. That if he'd offers in Italy and there was even talking teams in England and that being interested in him, that Celtics obviously offered him some, some kind of I don't mean financial, but some kind of. Career incentive, do you know what I mean? The Rogers said to him, I've, I trust you, you'd listen, I'll, I'll make you a better player, blah, blah, blah. Well, you would imagine, you would imagine he'd have to be realistically, Mark, he'd have to be realistically for choice. Oh, you'd think so. Definitely. Now, he, I mean, he's gone hard, he's gone hard in We're not going to go and sign uh, Rocky for, what was it, nearly five million pounds on him. Yeah, uh, and the Swedish boy. The Swedish guy, what was that, but three million or something, wouldn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we're not going to sign they two and, and put sit on the bench in front of, then put Stephen Welsh in front of them in the pecking order. Yeah, you know, and I, I was surprised. I'll be honest, I was surprised because I would have had. I said it to you. I said it to you beforehand. I said, I said it was Vickers. For sake, it was Vickers. Rocky. We were saying um, if, if the new lad came in, obviously at the time Starfoot was there, so Starfoot was still there. And we knew he was possibly going, but the new Swedish lad has come in. I, I, I had Welsh behind scales. Like I genuinely oh, did have Welsh behind scales because of scales being a left-sided player. He played well in preseason. I was also thought maybe there was an option of a left, left full if required. Obviously, obviously, scales must be he must be surplus to requirements, Mark. Oh, if that's if, oh, if Welsh, if Welsh, you know. Oh, I think I, I think well, uh, surely scales will be good. Either leaving full time or getting it on loan again. But I think if he's going on full time, Mark, and he is just slightly off the point now, so apologies. But if he is going full time, and it is to Aberdeen, then then you think Celtic need to need to maybe try and get up back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They need to they need to possibly you use the the scales the scales as a, as a as a card and kind of go scales plus whatever. Two million, three million, whatever it may be, if that's what they, if that's what they deem it, de- deem him to be, you know what I mean. Um, but I certainly wouldn't be letting scales. I certainly, I would certainly be reluctant to let scales just go on loan to Aberdeen again, because I, I don't think scales will, will like Rogers is here for three years. If he doesn't judge him now as, as a, as a requirement for part of the squad, he's not going to judge him in twelve months' time as part of the squad. Aye, uh, uh, he's not going to. He's not going to go to Aberdeen and improve that much. He's going to become a Celtic first teamer next next summer. Yeah, exactly. So I would be going. Okay, do you know, strike while the iron's hot. If Aberdeen are keen on him, make negotiations with Aberdeen and say, okay, look, you know, what's the story with this ladder? If if Rogers could have someone else in mind, I don't know, but I'm just that lad uh, in particular. Aye, aye. You know, and say when I don't think I've not spoke to a Celtic fan. Did Disney actually rate that big duke? I don't know if anybody in the chat of that Disney rate him, but I definitely do. He works his axe off. They're jabber saying they want eight million for him. And I did that's meant to be true, but Disney mean they're gonna get it. Yeah, but if you I mean, give him if they offered scales in three million, 
do you value skills at five million pound? No, you 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 don't you don't. But at aye, the same at the, at the, no, at the same time, like a Aberdeen seriously got to get eight get eight million pound for a player. No, well, well, Mark, look with the greatest with the greatest respects. Like, I mean, their 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 probably previous transfer record. I don't know what it was. It's probably three or four million. I imagine. I imagine. I'm I'm. I don't know anything about Aberdeen. Someone can, if they know and the, the any of the lads know, they can certainly let let me know. But I don't know. But Scottish football in general, there aren't multi million pound massive transfers. Barrett's Celtic or Rangers, they 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 occasionally get a big big move, but generally the money isn't colossal. So, like if Aberdeen want if Aberdeen want eight, and Celtic go well, their scales and three. That, you know what I mean? Scale, scales in the current market, Mark, is probably the way the way the world has gone in football is surely worth at least two million, like. Oh, definitely. Maybe three million. If you say three million and if you say three million and, and three million with like as you said before, you could do an incentive thing. If you go three million and three million for that that light, or three million with scales and go, well, do you know what? And if we get if we get X, Y, and Z in Europe with his help. We'll we'll parachute another million onto it or something like that. What I don't know. Do you know the way they, uh, they do aye, all these X Y deals? But it's it, you know what I mean. If they really want them, and then all of a sudden that's that's a f- six seven million deal. Do you know what I mean? Uh, but I mean you can't you can't you can't see you can't afford them. But you can't see that there isn't even like a team doing an English Championship that had the skills hasn't they caught their eye last season playing with Aberdeen and would give you three million quid for them without a blink of an eye. My, like my, like oh, definitely. Like my buddy now is a big Coventry fan, and and uh, he they have a guy in the middle of the park, and he's gone to Sheffield United, and, and he said he was a cracking player. I, I, he's he's a kind of he's no he's known to he was known as the hammer. I know there's a hammer across the city, so to speak, as well. But this guy was known as a hammer. He was a German fella, I think he's, and he was talking about or a Dutch fella or something like that, going back to Holland, and he's wound up going to Sheffield United for something like fifteen or sixteen million. Uh, and, crazy, and he went from he went from Coventry that. he went from Coventry like and again do you know I'm just I'm just saying he went from Coventry for sixteen million to Sheffield United or something so you have to like scales has to be worth three million in in today's money and I said three million in three million Aberdeen would seriously think about it I uh, probably would, but I I thought I'd, I mean I know they've said well kind of just the rumours that they're wanting eight million for Duke but. I think even going with what Barry Robson's saying, he, he wouldn't, they're not they're not actively looking to sell him as such. But well, that's Barry it, Robson. Aye, but that's, I seen no, well, no, that's the powers I, to be. Aye, but I seen as well, but Robson came out and said um, that Aberdeen, see all this film teams with loan players and stuff like that. And then yeah. next season you're back to square one and stuff. He came out the other day and says that's that's getting sacked off if they're saying don't get us wrong skills goes and he didn't wait half all together he meant having you're losing half your first team every summer you know what I mean these teams like Kilmarnock and St Johnson that load in players hunt loads of players then next summer they all get let go and another new load, load of loan players come in and stuff like that Robson says he's trying to get away from that up there but and I can understand, I can understand that see, too I was just going to say aye but see the extent it's as if they're not actively trying to sell Duke I don't know five yeah. million. Five million pound would go a hell of a long way up my Aberdeen for signing players on a permanent contract rather than chasing some loan signings. Do you know what I mean? It's that's a hell of a lot of money for them. If even if they put 
if they get five million for Duke or something like that, even them putting three million pound of that into their transfer budget, that's a big, big chunk for Aberdeen to have. Oh yeah, but and even like I see Jabber there is obviously put up a thing there saying like he makes a very valid point. I feel like Calvin Ramsey went for three million to Liverpool. Do you know the the lad with Aberdeen there? What was he just two seasons ago, a season or so ago? He was what he was either right back or left back, and which I think he was right back for them or something like that. He was a tidy player, but he went for three million. So like, you know, I look, that I big, was that not that big pussy that you are bullied? Yeah, he was the guy, and he was a wing. He was a full back uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, thought, every every game he ran about as if he was a hard man, and then one game up at Patodi, every time, every time I mean, Yota came together, he went down like as if he'd been shot. Yeah, I that was that it. Was, aye, is he, is yeah. he still at Liverpool? I, I'm assuming, I'm assuming he is, but he's but Jermak, he's with the greatest respect, and I can understand the lad going in the move, but like he's got to be reserves. Was it Preston? He went, went out and loaned to Preston. Oh, he? Okay. He's out for two months injured. Yeah, but but I, I mean, he's on. I can understand. Yeah, the I know, how get, know, in, know how he got. Know how he got injured. He probably fainted and cracked his head when he saw that Yota was away yeah. to Saudi Arabia for mega money. He probably was, yeah. <laughs> Some money as well, but um, yeah, I know. I mean, it'll be, you know, as I said, I would always say there's no harm in asking the question. What's the worst that's going to happen? They're going to say no, or they're going to say we want. We want it's scales and six million. Just straight for I know Aberdeen can ask for whatever they want, but they might say that and Celtic can obviously say, look, you're grand, don't worry about it. But there's no harm in asking the question. If you don't ask, you'll never know. He's one he's one of the better players in this in the Scottish League terms, and we've said it for years on the podcast and on the forum. If Celtic aren't looking at the, the best players in the Scottish League, that's getting that dereliction of their duty. And also, Mark, as well, for me, the problem is the longer you leave it, the more suitors come in. And right. when the more suitors come in, there's no point Celtic going, oh, we approached him. That ship has sailed. You need to do this before other people even realise he's there. Because the, because, the, because, the, because the big, not the big clubs, but the clubs with plenty of money, if they come in and Celtic go, we'll offer you 20 grand a week and the team in the championship comes in and goes, well, we're going to offer you 35. It's a no-brainer where he goes. I don't. I keep forgetting his name every time we come on the podcast. Maybe somebody in the chat or that knows. There's a young guy playing for St. Murn. And a couple of oh, boys I know, and they keep telling me he's a cracking young player for St. Murn and somebody that Celtic should be keeping my track on. And that's is it. That's the guy. The the right back is he the right back or yeah, he's very good. I think is it is. I don't say McGrath, but it could be McGrath. I'm not sure, but I know the guy they're talking about. He's he has been very good every time Celtic have played against him. I think he's a, a right sided. Are you trying to play right back or he's a midfielder, right midfielder? But he's co- he scored the pay. He can- I think it's the guy who takes the penalties, Mark. I'm nearly right. sure it's the guy who takes the penalties for for Saint Mirren against Celtic. No, sure someone in throw up there the light chat. Ryan Strain, not was it no? I think it's McGrath. I thought it was McGrath or something like that. No, McGrath might be wrong in the name, but. I know the guy you talked about, and he's he's always been impressive. No, Mark. To be fair, for, for Saint Mirren, as I said, but again, like the, the 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 problem is Celtic might look at these guys and go, well, you know, he he might Celtic might have approached him, and he might go, well, I'm not going to get a game if I go there. You know, I don't know, but uh, you don't know what way you don't know what way these guys think, because because he might go, well, look, I'm going to play every single week for Aberdeen or for Saint Mirren. If I go to Celtic, and there's if he's at the right right back and there's anti Ralston there and there's AJ there, am I even going to get a kick of the ball? 
Who knows? I don't know, but I know what you mean by that. But I, I, just that's just what I mean by this. There's, there's, there is players in Scotland that are good enough to come and play for Celtic. Oh, there's plenty of there's plenty of players there, Max. But but again, there comes back to as I said it without repeating myself and the thing. There's a level of snobbery there too. Oh, like for argument, for, for argument's sake, I this, I saw the one like just it's actually a good point bringing into that Ryan Fraser fella, the new guy with Newcastle. He's obviously ex Aberdeen. Is that the right name, Ryan Fraser? Have I got it right? Aye, aye. Yeah, he's ex Bournemouth, Newcastle, and he's ex Aberdeen. If his name wasn't Ryan Fraser. If his name had to be Jorge something, people would not be having the same impression of him. No. I mean, they would, they're just, when he was leaving Aberdeen, there used to be a wee guy on the forum and he was pure arguing with me and that and he was going on about Ryan Fraser. He was a, a big, big, massive Celtic supporter, this blah, blah, blah. And no, nobody came out with an argument. He used, well, to play in a, he used to play in a Sabuto league with him and he used green and white hoops as his Sabuto team colours. You can, I mean, you can, I don't know if that's true. That's what that's we guy came out eventually. And you can't, you can't argue back with that. You know what I mean? No. It's not as I see, it's not as I, I seen him with Celtic taps on when he was a wee boy or that. No, I was in a sub yeah. league with him. And, but, but again, it's a, I don't, I don't think there's anything in that Brian Fraser story at all. I really no, I, I, I don't, I don't know either. But, but what I'm saying is, I'm, I'm look. If you look at like, I look at the live chat a lot. Moses, I don't always comment, but I look at or not the like the forum, I should say. I re often read and stuff, and I don't always put in stuff. But like as I said, if he, if that guy, his name wasn't Ryan Fraser, if his name was Jorge Manuel or something like that, and he was from Spain or Portugal, and there was a link like that, people would be jumping through hoops for the Celtic to sign him. But again, it's he's a Scottish player. He was playing with Aberdeen. He's playing with Bournemouth. He's playing with Newcastle. He's rubbish, Do you know, and that, and that, that's the, that yeah, that that comes down to the. Is he rubbish? I don't know. Is he rubbish? I don't know. He's not high. He's not that good, terms, honestly. But he must be okay if he played with he's played with Newcastle. He's played with Bournemouth. Like he can't be all that bad. Like decent when he was younger, terms, but we can do. We can Celtic can do better than him. That's the that's my take on it. Do you do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, no, that that's fair enough. But what I'm what I was trying to say is, no, I do know what you mean. There's a, if, if I've not got a fancy name, are costing crazy money and stuff like that. That right away, they've not got a chance at Celtic. I yeah, mean, I, I mean, don't get. I wrote off Aaron Moy. I couldn't understand why we signed Aaron Moy. Right? Not many people but, couldn't back. Right, and but he done a right, a, good, a few good months playing for us and that. But people were getting you know, were a weaker team. That was one of the people were putting out there. They were, were a weaker team for last season after losing the likes of Yota and Aaron Moy. Aaron yeah, the Aaron Moy one was a strange one. I don't uh, understand how people thought that like. But, I mean, do you, how did that weaken Celtic, Aaron Moy leaving? Mark, if you were to name, if you were to name the Celtic, if you were to name the Celtic midfielders, you, and realistically, everyone been fit, you'd be going uh, McGregor, O'Reilly, Hatate. And if you were to include the current crop of players, you'd have Holm ahead of him. Do you know what aye, I mean? Aye, he came in and he came in and done a, a basically a stopgap job. Yeah, I'd have a I'd have a wire ahead of her, uh, of of Moy. Do you know what I mean? I'd have James McCarthy in front of him. No, he he had a, he had a spell where he, as you said, he had a, he had a, he, had a, he had a golden run where he had a couple of great games where he did play really really well for Celtic. No question about it. He did. He 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 had a fine game. He in the midfield, but 
you you know, I mean, I, I, the 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 Jordan one, I can I can kind of understand. Aye, aye. The 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 Moy or the uh, the Moy one, it's that's a non-runner to me because because my argument would be so you're saying that Moy take is a take was a better is a better player than say young the young lad Holm who's come in who I think he looks a fantastic player. I really like you look at him terms. I really do. Even He's got a, he looks at everything about him. Matt O'Reilly, Matt O'Reilly's after going up about five levels since last uh, year with the, with the way he's played. That, that's the thing, right? See if Matt O'Reilly was playing the way he was the new last season, would Moy have been brought in and got a game? No. He'd no maybe been brought, he would, he'd maybe been For the last in, 10 minutes. He maybe been brought in, signed, but he wouldn't have got as much game time if, if Matt O'Reilly was firing on all cylinders the way we know he can. And there's even I, I and there's even Turnbull there. I still think there was something, something behind this. I don't. I just see now that I mean I'm. I say it all the time, man. Hindsight's a wonderful thing, terms. But see when you look back and things that have came out, is I don't think things were maybe as harmonious behind the scenes at Celtic under Ange and we thought they were. No, well, matter you don't have a player. We've there's only been is it three, how many games gone to season two? Two games gone to season. Aye. Matt O'Reilly's already come up with two comments in two games. He like he was very, very clear. He basically interrupted the Sky interviewer uh, Turnbull, to, aye, to, aye. To, to make a point about Turnbull. And without naming the manager, he, he basically he basically said that he should have been playing and he was overlooked in a number of things. And that was the second comment because he had made another comment before that as well. A week before that, he had made another comment. I, I'm not sure. the gen- I can't remember the general gist of it, but there was another comment that... How Brendan Rodgers is more like oh hand, yeah he was more this. he was more yeah, friendly he basically aye, aye. you know it was nice he was basically going, it was nice it's nice that we have a manager that would speak to you basically was what the general gist of the general gist of the quote was so there was no there was no doubt in that O'Reilly is quite happy that that, that Spurs manager's gone you know what I mean so. Yeah, I mean, as I said, like you've got Turnbull, you've got Awata, you've got a McGregor, you've got Holm. You can't say that Moy leaving has weakened that there in any straight in any shape or form. No, you know what I mean. It's it's. It, you mean you've got Matt O'Reilly there as well? It's it, you know it's that makes that makes it's a nonsensical statement to say that. You know, and no, and even Yang. Sorry, I was just going to say, and even let's be fair about it. As much as Jota, exactly I, I was going to say, say Yang. Sorry, go on, Mark, go on. No, that, I know that's what you're see what you're going to say. That's what I was going to interrupt you to say. But people want this left winger. What about Yang? Yeah, and Yang has been superb. He's been absolutely superb since he's come on. He's been works his socks off. Very direct. A big unit. Like great feed. I mean, like look at look at his did what he done for for. O'Reilly's goal. I know. Aye. If that was Jota, people would have been going bananas because they would have said, "Oh my god!" But it's he—he's well, he's one of those guys that would strike me that he will just work, 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 do everything for the team. He won't stop running from the minute he starts till the minute he comes off. You know, and Aye. and I mean, as I said, the way he did his, his delivery, everything about it was. Was was like first class, you know what I mean? And I, I really like him. And uh, you know, yes, he he, Jordan maybe had a bit of trickery about him, and he had that flamboyancy about him, and the whole lot. Maybe Yang again, he isn't, he isn't because one's Portuguese and one's South Korean. There isn't the whole glamour side of it with it. But 
I think Celtic have really could have unearthed a real gem with this Yang. I really do. I mean, he's only, I've only seen cl- like glimpses of him playing in that, but it just, it's just, I like what I see. As you say, it just seems that direct. As soon as he gets the ball, that's him ready to try and get it forward as quick as possible. And that's that's what you want with a winger. And Jota liked his wee tricks still up near Stoney. You know what I mean? His dis- final decision making was a bit off at times. But again, Yang just seems that much more direct. It's not a case of, oh, I need to. I need to try and do something. It's just a case I just play this boy as quick as I can up that park. And that's what me done my job. Yeah. But as well too, Mark, for me, what I what I really like about Yang is like his work rate off the ball. If he loses the ball, he's not and I'm not saying Jada was hands up in the air and the whole lot. He 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 was a great player, Jada. I really liked him. He might not have always been the best guy to track back. But my God, you watch Yang, he loses the ball. He's Aye. back like a bullet to to to, to to, to make up for it. To be fair, it's, it's like the it's like most of the Japanese lads. That's in their it seems to be in their DNA that do you know what I mean, whatever the culture is that you know that they've they work really hard. Kyogo he loses the ball or anyone loses the ball. They really work hard to win it back. And Yang is no Yang is no different. Like you see him he loses he breaking his backside to get back to to make up for the mistake or to win back the ball as quickly as they can. So like I I say I'm I really, really, really like him, I have to say no. Brian saying, I think the board are raging that they agreed to take some of the Japanese players who have turned out to be not so good on the say so of Ange. That's, I, I take, I'm not it's a fair point. Aye, it's a fair point. They'll probably be disappointed with a few of them. I think they'd be dis- they'd be disappointed in both fronts, Mark, because they've clearly taken these players on, on good faith. And obviously when the individual then hightails it and leaves them there and they're not to the quality that Celtic expected them to be at. Now they're right. obviously a surplus to requirements and they're left, Celtic are there left holding, you know, cut with their pants down, so to speak. And it's, but it's like, with the, the scientific fit into Angie's system. Yeah. Do you know exactly, what I mean? Yeah. I mean, like, maybe a lot of, I mean. I'm Sandra. And I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Maybe a while would have been a, like a, one of the first names in the team sheet under Ange and his style. Maybe under Brendan it's just no going to kind of suit. What's your take on a while there? I like him, but for the life of me, and I, and I know I'll probably get hammered for this, I have no idea why Iwata plays in defence. 
I, I, I think he's a he's a defensive midfielder. He's really really good at that. I mean really good at it. He he sits there. He reads a game well. He's a good tackler. He's 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 a, like he likes a tackle. He's a physical kind of guy. Kind of guy you need there. I really like him. But for the life of me, I can't see. And I know he he has played centre back. But I don't understand the logic of him playing centre back for Celtic because he looks about my he looks about my height in the field when he playing centre back like. And he just no centre back or a right back. No, he's neither of them, and that's what I'm saying. I watch you watch him, and you see the ball. He's there and defending as a centre back, and you're looking, and you're thinking like, I'm there looking at him, going like, Christ, he looks like me and me going back trying to defend the corner. Like, so he looks tiny. He looks tiny in there, like compared to the other guys. And I and I'm not I'm not saying against all the centre backs, and you can watch. I don't know what height he is. Some fellas saying he's five, he's six foot or whatever. He doesn't look six foot to me. To be honest, he looks about he looks about he looks about five eight to me. To be honest, you know what I mean. But I know he's probably taller than that. But everyone probably looks five eight to me. But because um, <laughs> you're looking up all the time. Exactly. Yeah, I get a crick in my neck. But but you know, I, I like him. But I like him as a defensive midfielder, Mark. He's not a centre back, and he's not a right back. Five foot eight, yes, dear. Yeah, you can't have a five foot eight centre back. Seriously, and all jokes aside, like you can't have a five foot eight centre back. Like it's you know. The last, the last small centre back I can remember is the man, the fellow who played with what was his name? Italy is it Cannavaro, was it? And he was oh, dynamite, right. like. But he was, a, he was. See, he's. That's one. That's one. That's one. That's one in a lifetime. But you know what I mean. But he was probably five foot ten anyway. But you know, I, like, like a while, like a while, like, can't play. Like the Scottish league is a physical league. You can't play a while centre back. It anyway. It's proved it, Mark, because anytime he has played. When he's at that time against Curtis Main or any of the other games, they've just got eaten alive. It's Scottish game is quite a quite a robust physical game. You need I'd rather Stephen Welsh there than him, put it that way. I uh, definitely. I I hundred percent. maybe that's another one of the kind of reasons as well. That Welsh has had a new contract. Because I mean, even with an injury crisis, who who would we put in there? Well, you, as I said, if if Cart, if you'd obviously go, it's Carter Vickers and obviously Rocky. He's out, so now it's probably going to be. I imagine it's going to be Rocky and Welsh. No, Welsh is out, so they're probably going to have to start. They're probably I going to have to start the Swedish boy tomorrow. I think, aye, Sunday. Are they going to have to start him Sunday? Yeah, aye, aye, I think he'll start on Sunday. Well, he's going to be match fit. He's only have to play in a match last aye, week. So there's no just throw him in. No need for him to, to be no fitter up to up to speed with that. No, it's just look the general game. He's going to be training for the week, so he knows the general concept of what way they want to play. It might be slightly different on that pitch, you know. But I you're like some, some, you, some first game in Scottish football, isn't it? Playing up match, uh, match man. He's going to be going. Ah, you'll be back. You're playing to Sweden by Sunday night. Yeah, he'd be paying the money himself. But <laughs> but you know what I mean. He he he's they paid three million for him, so it's a case of look yourself and Rocky are playing. But you have you have to have faith in those guys coming in and to you know Carter Vickers is injured he's injured that could happen anyone you have to be able to said be able to replace a guy put him in and not worry about it and to be honest from all the reports that you hear of him and the way Rocky has played so far you wouldn't you 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 know you'd you'd be you'd be confident enough they're saying that AJ is back training and. You know, so you'd still you'd still have obviously you know your normal heart, the back four of Ralston Taylor, and you'd put the the Rocky and the Swedish lad there. That'd be the back. That has surely realistically has to be the back four because uh, Stephen Stephen Welch probably would have started if he hadn't taken a knock at training. 
because I think Jabber sent me a picture or someone sent, or not Jabber, well, I saw a picture and Stephen Welch is apparently in a boot on crutches. So uh, I don't know how true that is. Oh, I, I, I meant to be, I. That's just a precaution. That doesn't mean that it's anything kind of long term. Do you know what I mean? We've seen players, we've seen players get off injured, turn up with a boot, get into the dugout and been playing the following week. Do you know what I mean? It's just a precaution they take nowadays. Oh, I understand it, but I mean, it would definitely rule him out for Sunday, oh, is what I'm saying. No, I, oh, he's definitely out for Sunday. I definitely. So I, you'd, I, imagine, I, you'd, I, you'd imagine, I, I'd imagine he'd, he'd, have start, he'd have been starting on Sunday. I think that would have probably been the plan, even up to training the day when he did get injured. Yeah, you know, so then you got to look at who's... And it's to be honest, it will give you really good insight as to who's on the bench. If Scales is on the bench, or like, if, obviously, if whichever the two, Scales or Kobayashi isn't on the bench, you know they're definitely for the chat and black Kobe, regardless. Well, Kobayashi's injured, I know. So oh, is he as well? Oh, well, that's okay. Oh, well, that's good, so... Um, well, then, obviously, it's, it's, it's going to be Scales. Then, yeah, it has to be. There's no one else. Unless... But this is this is... This is where you go back to obviously now Bosman Law is now gone and loan. Like, does, is there, they, will, they wind, will they wind up sticking young Dan Murray in the bench? You don't know. Like, I don't know if he's even still at Celtic, you know what I mean? But, you know, you're, you're, down, to the, you're down to the bare bones. Uh, like, if, if, someone else got, if someone else pulls a, a muscle now or pulls a, on that pitch, which is quite possible, if someone else gets an injury now in centre back, where, where do you go then? Like, you're in, you're in, you're in real trouble. Not, not necessarily for that match, but for the following week or two, like. There, Brian said, I think there's a good few artificial parts in the Swedish leagues. I bet any of them's like Kilmarnock's, but. Yeah, but they're all good, Brian. In fairness, uh, I understand. Uh, the point. It's a very I mean, fair, I, a very fair point. point. But there's no, there's no one outside. There's, there's no one starting before the game, and the fellow going out with one of those carpet things, pinning down the bit of this after flying up into the air, like. <laughs> you know, it does. It gives me the fear. Celtic can up to kill Marnock. It 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 does, but again, I think you'll find the match. The pitch, just that's just, that's the only reason. Just because of that pitch, it's just so. It's it's it's, it's unreliable. It's unreliable, Mark. You don't know right. what the ball is going to do, but but I, I think you'll find that Rogers won't. Rogers will. I I can see Rogers going a little bit more. I won't say root, root, yeah, slightly more root one because they're probably going to go look lads. It, it's not going to be wet. It's going to be, you know, it's going, it's going to be awkward to pass, and as well too, you're going to have players. Their first pass is going, or first touch is going to have to be dynamite, because it, like the likelihood of miscontrolling on that is is quite high. You know what I mean? And I, I would also be saying to any of the defenders, and I know they they don't do this anyway, but I'd be saying to any defender, like if in doubt, do not pass it back to Joe Hart. <laughs> if in, no, no, and, and no, I, and I mean specifically on that pitch, like never mind. Well, if in doubt, just don't be doing it. Yeah, but like my point is, if you think you can clear up the line yourself, why pass it back to the keeper who's going to do the exact same thing? That would be my point. If the ball's coming to Ralston or Taylor, and they're they're backtracking and they're going under pressure, why not? I wouldn't necessarily say don't pass it back to Joe Hart. If you think you can play it up the line, play it up the line. Because the, if you're passing back to the keeper, he's going to do the exact same thing. He's going to hoof it up the middle. So I don't see a reason why, why the fullback or anyone else in that position is stuck can't do the same thing. That's I, I always thought that, but that's, again, just me. I don't understand the logic of the defender passing back to the keeper for him to hoof it up the field when I could have done it myself. Aye, especially when you've got kind of distribution that Joe Hart's got. It's not as if he's, he's, he's only launching, he's he's launching it. Aye. 
You know, you can do the same thing. You you probably have a better chance of playing it up the line and Kyogo or Mayed or one of them running running down into the corner and putting a bit of pressure on the fullback rather than putting your keeper under pressure because in that pitch, you could kick it, you pass it back to Hart, it could hit a bobble, it could hit anything and all of a sudden, you're in the world of trouble. And listen, Joe Hart's goalie, his first touch isn't exactly great like at times. So, you know, it wouldn't, wouldn't, be, advi- wouldn't be advisable if I was the manager going on. on last, last, you know, your last action should be if you have to do it, but if ideally clear it yourself. I, I agree with that, especially as I said, Joe Hart, just that playing out for the back. Many times last season under Ange did it make mistakes and every week, every time you were doing it, was your your heart was in your mouth for them doing it, wasn't it? Oh yeah, well Rogers has obviously Robert decided McInnes, to take the Robert McInnes with this penalty moan as well. I see I know, but you're like I mean <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean seriously, like I mean the, but that that's only to get into the that's only to get into the mind of the referee. Aye. That's all that is. To go basically, ref, we got a stonewall penalty last year, wasn't given, just happened to be saying it now in this match twelve months later. That's all that is. That's literally a, a psychology thing to get into the referee that if there's even the remote bit of a contact inside the box by a Celtic defender and then the Kilmarnock player goes down, we're we're all the penalty. We're all the penalty. No, there's not. There's nothing wrong with it. It's good buying games by the manager, and it doesn't surprise me that he does it. But like that, and that's all it is. He's going to. He's going. He's trying to put it into the into the head of the referee that on Sunday that if there's contact made in the box, and our player goes out, you'll be guaranteed, Mark. A Kilmarnock player will go down and go down quite easy in the box. That's a that's a given. Oh, aye. And all eyes will be on the referee to point for point to the spot or the VAR guy to point to the spot. And if there's any bit of contact at all, even the slightest the tug of a jersey or the slightest touch between leg and leg, it'll be given. I have I no see, doubt it'll be given. I see the VAR team, Faye. Did you see that? The yeah, against the Man United game, yeah. They all, got, they all got the bullets, yeah. How many times have they spoke about that, terms the accountability these people? And that's, I mean, we sit here, but Nenes are really any great lovers of the pub league, do you know what I mean? But... But they do run. That, aye, that's one. That's what I was going to say. They seem to be doing this kind of the right way. And if they can, that, if they can get that mic top stuff in that going, do you know? What I mean, that's, that's yeah. uh, it's, the Scottish game in general. Paul uh, turns to hate that. They'll hate will, that because everybody's going to hear what they're saying and what the, how they're actually talking about it. And, and and but that's what it should be. I mean, that's what we've sort of here and said. It should be a discussion between the, the three of them. But it should always become down to the referee's decisions final. Do you know what I mean? So VAR, that, the VAR kind of shout at me and explain to them, look, this is what we're seeing. Look at it again. And he changed his mind. But it, it wasn't VAR overruled them. It was just VAR point out what they saw and the ref saw that, they, that the VAR people were right. Yeah. And, 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 that, and you know, I, I, that's it. I agree with you. Like, as I said to there last time, Mark, without going over all ground, but VAR is there to assist the referee. It's not to referee the referee, it's to assist him. It's right. to say to him, look, check, check, possible penalty here. You know, I think there's a possible possibly hand, a possible handball. And the and like the majority of times when there is a, an appeal for a penalty, the ball is generally gone out of play quite quickly. You know, and it it, it should and it should, and it, but the biggest thing for me, Mark, in, in all of this football stuff is if there's if there's that decision. Um, the ref should be going straight to the Aye. to monitor. That's, that's what I mean, I know you've got about it, the amount of time wasted. Well, VAR checks it and VAR checks. 
Offer needs to send a referee, Jira's. We've got a problem here. Come out of the monitor. No yeah. case you're here. Wait the new. We watch this five times and then we'll see if you need to come out and watch it. We've got a problem. You come out of the monitor straight away and we'll discuss what we see and what you see to the ref, and that's it. You see yeah, the ref in the middle of the park. And I don't, I don't know how they need to. Uh, uh, it really gets on my wick. They stand there and hold the earpiece into their ear. Oh, yeah. I know that's, that's it's funny. Like, I because that's just for show. Because it is, yeah. else during the game, so why do they need to stand? Because it's a case of what else have they got to do with their horns? Just stand there with, with their arms folded as if they don't know what's going on. But that should be oh. it should be a, a, a five ten second decision that one of the VAR guys has seen something and wants the ref to come and have a look at it, and that's how the ref comes here and looks at it. But as, as I said, Mark, without continuously repeating myself here, lads getting bored of listening to this. Uh, I know, I know. The, 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 the rugby, the rugby, like is when that happens in the rugby. The referee and the two linesmen, they go down to the they go down to the, the big screen. It's on the big screen. It's there front for everyone to see. Everyone can see it. The referee is talking to the to the TMO, as it's called in rugby. You can hear them on the television. And generally he goes, Look, I think there's serious foul play here, number five, we need to look at it. Potential red card or whatever it is, or like if it's a try or can I award a try or whatever it is. And they look at it and they see it and you see them and they're just, and they're discussing it live in there and he goes, just see it from this angle. Yeah, you can see there's clear contact to the head. They have three or four of things. There's no mitigating circumstances. He's done with force. It's, it's dangerous, whatever it is. And the referee will go, okay, yeah, yeah. I I think that that's a red card. Are you, what do you think? Are you happy with that as well? And the TMO, TMO generally goes, yeah, I agree with you. That's a red card. And they call the player and it's a red card. It's like, it's, it's done referee, generally quickly. Referee, like, the referees come out, can they come out in rugby like after the game even and explain stuff more? Because um, you think about it, there's we know what Scottish football's like, even if you can hear what the ref's talking about, every single word's got to be scrutinized and examined to the nth degree to see if, or is, is that a Masonic code word or something? Do you know what I mean? Is that yeah, a Masonic but, code word? Which is good, but night, normally, Brian, good night, Brian. But, Thanks very much for coming in, mate. We'll see you on Sunday night, bud. But normally, Mark, you see in the, in the rugby. When there's that decision, the captain of the team is brought over. But a referee will call over the captain of the team. And he'll call, generally, if it's a sending off, he'll call over the player, say number five and the captain. And he'll go, look, all the evidence there, we've looked at the evidence. You've, you've come in high. You've come in dangerous. You've come in at speed. There's no mitigating circumstances. You've led, with, you've led with the shoulder. It's into the head. It's a red card. And the ref- the captain is there explaining, and the captain might say, but he might have ducked down, and the referee will laugh. Oh, you often hear the referee going, no, 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 it's a red card. Uh, but they'll, ex- they'll explain it, and it's on camera, and everyone can hear, and the, the captain will be over, and the, the, the player will be over. And the same if it's a try, and the captain of the uh, the, the, uh, the crowd who conceded the try, the, and he, the referee's give, he's given out to the referee, the referee will say, no, no, this is what we checked it, it's a try, blah, blah, blah. It's very clear, everyone can hear it, Mark, and they tell you. You can hear everything on the telly that the referee is saying as to if it's a sending off or if it's a try or if it's whatever it's for, if it's a yellow card. So, like, as I said, like, so I'm probably is boring people to death. This, this probably sounds a bit stupid, Ternus, I don't know if I've asked you before. Can you hear it or the tunnel you're in the ground or that? You, but if you have the, they don't, it doesn't come out over the tannoy, but if you have the ear. It's on your, on your phone, the, you can get it in your yeah. phone or something. Aye, but do you, know, do you know the way they have the ear things, are, the fellas can have the ear things, like you listen to the match. Aye, and the, the commentary. Yeah, aye, aye. yeah. but, but the, the, the incident is on the big screen. Everyone can see the incident. 
everyone in the pitch, everyone in the ground can see the incident happening. Like it goes on the big screen. It doesn't. It's not on the monitor just for us, really. So all that goes up onto the big screens and that with the ref and the VAR's actually yeah. looking at. Yeah, yeah, that goes up to the big screen, so the whole crowd can see it. The whole crowd can see that straight away. And you, you normally hear all the jeers if it's a red card. You'll hear everyone going straight away. Oh my! You'd hear all the noise because everyone knows it's a red card. They don't need. The referee, obviously, if you're watching it on telly, you'll hear the explanation from the referee clear as day. Like it, it, the, the, he's, the referee's mic'd up, you see, so you can you can hear the referee the whole way. It's a, it's a far, far superior system. If any, anything that football's got so far anyway, isn't it? Yeah, and you know, and as I said, like there's, fairer, there's, it does. It seems a lot fairer and more, more balanced. Really, you're, look, you're going, you're going to get, you're going to get decisions that you don't think are. For you and against you, but that's that's sport. That's the beauty of sport. But it's very, it's very, it's very black and white. Like they'll tell you why it's a try. They'll tell you why it's not a try. They'll tell you why it's a, a yellow card. Why it's not a yellow card? They'll tell you why it's a red card. Why it's not a red card? And to be honest, most rugby guys watching it will stand there and go, "Oh, that's a definite red card. That's a definite red." And it's nearly surprised if it's not a red card. Ninety-nine, you know, times, they, ninety-nine times out of hundred, the actual supporters agree with whatever the decision yeah, is. Even if it goes are, against them, they'll kind of still grudgingly accept it and say, "I oh, will fair dues." Yeah, they'll all, they'll all, they'll all know that. They'll all go, "Oh God, yeah, that was a that was a bad yeah. tackle." All right, you know, they'll know that, and and that's why if it was to go back to the to the football, that's why if it was a little bit more, co- you know, if it was a little bit more open and a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, clear for everyone to see, like like. Like for argument's sake, last week the Aberdeen game, and the linesman flags for offside. Totally understand why the linesman flags for offside. You can understand that. Is he's Aye. judging a human eye? He thinks a bad has gone offside, and if you watch it in real time, you're probably thinking, "Call here, think he's offside." It's until the referee goes, and like the referee goes, "Look, uh, what every man's name the Dallas led up in the box." Yeah, yeah, okay. There's a VAR check here, lads. Okay, just gonna put it there. Like, I don't see a problem with that going on the big screen. I genuinely don't because if that goes on the big screen and he goes, "Okay, I have it up here in front of you," and goes, "Yeah, there it is." Okay, there's the line. Look from my side of it here. I'm looking at it here. He looks. Yeah, he looks. He's clearly on side. If you can look here now, here it is. They or even put it on. If the referee goes to the monitor, if they don't want to put it on the big screen, the referee looks in the monitor. He sees the line drawn down. He sees a bad as he yard on side. He goes, "Yep, yeah, no problem. Thank you. That's a goal." And they can discuss it. That's all. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, he's standing in the middle of the pitch doing nothing. It makes zero aye, sense. Aye, aye. It's all the decisions. He's having no part in the decision-making no. process while they're up in that VAR office talking about it. Aye, I totally know what you're saying there. I totally agree but with that. It, but it's not even that, Mark. He has no part in the big decisions. These are amazing. These are the decisions that are going to decide the game. If it's a penalty, is it a goal? Is it a sending off? The referee is having zero input into that. He's standing there waiting for your man to say, "That's a red card. That's a penalty. That's a goal." He has nothing to do with those incidents. So the referee basically is refereeing all the other fouls. The linesmen or whatever you want to call them are doing the touches and the offsides, uh, potentially. And the VAR guy is going, right, dangerous foul play, I can I can decide that. Penalty, I can decide right. that. Gore, I can decide that. The referee, who's the man in the middle, who's supposed to be the main man, has no seems to have no input into that, which right. makes no sense. Right. It's VAR that's making all the final decisions on, the, on as you say, the big decisions, whether it's a penalty or a goal or such. Aye. And instead of assisting the referee, it's refereeing the referee. Do you know? And, uh, I suppose it must put some of the referees under a kind of fair amount of pressure as well. Do you know what I mean? But 
that's that's part of their job. They've got to face up to that pressure. If you're going to be a referee at the top level of Scotland, you, you know, do you know what I mean? You know what's you... coming down the shoot to you, really, didn't you? Mike, if you're a referee in any sport, you know what's coming down to shoot you. You're going, you're going to, you, you could make every decision perfect in a game and st- people will still criticise you. Because if your team loses, the referee was bad. He could have been good. But you're always going to have find some people say the referee was brutal, even though he could have had a fabulous game. But your team last referee was rubbish. Aye. It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who how good the referee was in soccer, rugby, hurling, Gaelic, whatever it was. If he, your team loses, no, you're going to have people blame the referee. He could have. He could have been the best game ever. So a referee knows when they go into that profession or a hobby whether it's amateur or whatever that they're going to get within reason generally dogs abuse from someone that's just part of the part of the part of the job so to speak you know but I, as I said I, I find it I find it amazing that a referee whose main job is to ref this game like that that referee on last weekend and that linesman who I don't have a problem with what the linesman made his decision but any of those other decisions that go on in games, if it's a penalty, it wasn't a penalty. That five years ago, he has to make that decision. Now that decision is out of his hands. So are they? Tr- are they trying to basically? Are they trying to basically wash the referee's hands of any any contra- controversy? Well, I've seen terms even for, for the very first time we ever spoke about VAR and stuff like that. One of the basic rules of any of football in any sport really is the referee's decision is final. Yeah, but it's not anymore. Not in the football, but but in fairness, I think again, go back. If you watch the Premier League, I think in the Premier League they have a tendency to go and look at it a lot, a lot more than they do in Scotland. Aye, aye. They generally they generally take it upon themselves that there's a VAR decision. You see them; they generally go over fairly quickly. Whereas in Scotland, they're they're quite happy for your man upstairs to make the decision. You know, which is wrong. Anyway, enough about VAR, man. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. teams is that we've wrapped on about it for hours. Uh, so Sunday, which your team for Sunday, Ter? Uh, well, it would be uh, obviously Hart, Ralston, the Swedish lad, Rocky, Taylor. Um, I would be going, obviously, it would be me, I'd be going uh, O'Reilly, McGregor, Holm. They'd be the three in the middle. Um, I, I'm assuming, obviously, Kyogo up front. Um, and... I'd be putting. I'd like to start Yang, and I. I'd probably start Yang and Yang in a bad day and give Moeda a break. Uh, that's a good shoot, there. I'd have went with that as well, except I'd have probably just said Moeda. But putting Yang in for that, I, well, again, it's it's how these players are going to react to playing on that pitch as well. Do you know what I mean? That probably comes into the thinking on it as Tay, didn't it? It's, Oh, it does, yeah, but I, but I, I, I'd like, I said, do you know what I mean? I mean, I think he deserves a start. It's not the ideal game to start him in, in the sense of how bad the pitch is. But I would certainly, I would certainly like to give him a start because I, I'd be honest, Mark. I think, and this is not trying to be disrespectful either, but I think technically he's much, he's a much more technical footballer than Maeda. If you watch Maeda, the Aberdeen one before O'Reilly does score, like if Maeda had gone any further left, he'd have gone out the gate. Right. Do you know the ball? Like he, he must have made five poor touches before he even took a shot, which was a poor, which was a miss, a miss hit shot. Do you know what I mean? Whereas, I think Yang would be 
and that Kilmarnock pitch, it, it, you know, it's going to be bouncing all over the place. I think Yang is, I would be technically a better footballer, touch wise and pass wise. So, I, I yeah, I, I'd, I'd like to see him get a run and see what he can do. To be honest, I, I, I agree with that. As I said, the only thing that bothers me any time getting up there is the pitch, but they've got to play on it sometimes. You know what I mean? And yeah. might as well learn, like get their foot, get the first one out under their belt. But yeah. it should be. I think we'll win quite comfortably. Yeah, it should do. And as well too, Mark, to be honest, the reason I'd be thinking that as well is, obviously if Kyogo starts, if Celtic managed to get a couple up early, I'd be getting Kyogo off and maybe put Maeda through the middle. Because they're saying that Kyogo is one fall away from an operation on his shoulder. The, the last thing he needs to do is, the last thing he needs to do is fall in that pitch. Like, aye, if, he falls in, if he falls in that pitch, he's snookered like. See, I, see that, I think that's something that the club should have kind of took control of their terms. Oh, he should have had that done a long time ago. Aye. They should be just saying to him, look, you need to get it done during the summer and that's it. Aye, that's it. Do you know they, what? As you said there, the talk is of one bad fall and he could, I don't know how long he could keep you for, but four or five months if he kind of dislocates or actually breaks his shoulder bone or something like that. And uh, it should definitely be something that was sorted during the summer, whether he wanted to do it or no. Because it, like, at the end of the day, he's, he's the main striker for the club. The club's paying him a hefty wedge every week and the club should be able to say to him, look, no, we're no, we can't molly coddle you through this. It's, yeah. not, it's not the end of the season where we're like Carter Vickers. Yeah. Everybody knew Carter Vickers had a bit of a problem. After the game at Ibrox, it came out, right, that's it. Carter Vickers, his season's finished. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're yeah. only a couple of weeks into the season we're already worrying that the next bad thing would be Kyogo's shoulder. Because, I mean, we're going to Ibrox. You know what's going to happen there, didn't you? He's going to get clabbered. Aye, right away, clattered. Lumstrom or someone's going to come ploughing into him. And that'll be him. Yeah. Uh, as, I, as I said, my dad would have always said, he who pays the piper plays the tune. Aye. You know, so as I said, I agree with you. And, and that, that, that is the issue. And, and Kyogo is such a slight figure, as in build-wise. Like, you know, there's a real... Like there's a very good, very good chance that he will, he will get clobbered. Like uh, listen, he could, he could get, he, he will definitely get clobbered in the Ibrox. But it doesn't even nearly, really need to be clobbered there. So just a normal to shoulder to shoulder, and he's down, and that's it. Like I know it needs him to fall, land the, the wrong way, and that's him who injured. Yeah, and then I as I said, you're left with my then. I definitely think that's something that the club should have forced him to get done during the summer. I don't know. Yeah. I don't understand that. It's something that I will leave it up to him. That's just absolutely crazy to come out with talk like that, I think. Well, well, for argument's sake, the, the, the window will be closed and then we'll be playing Rangers. If he gets clobbered in that game in the third, and as you said, he's out for five months, now you have all who's out injured for a couple of weeks. You could have Kyogo if he got injured, hopefully he doesn't, but if he got injured, he could be out for an extensive period of time. All of a sudden, you have. Technically, you have no striker. You have Maeda, who did play through the middle. Who, let's be fair about it, he isn't a striker. You know, he plays striker. He plays that position now and again for for Japan. But if you looked at his goal to game ratio, I'm sure it's not that high. Aye, but it's not actually a new, new striker, Terence. No, it's more of a all over the place. Nine, like, yeah, it's that false nine role that he plays for them. Yeah, well, there you go. But but whereas whereas Celtic, Celtic then will in a sense you'll nearly have to kind of. I don't know, would you have to change the formation or what we'd play? I don't know, it would bring an awful lot of 
you know, unnecessary awkwardness because you have a fellow who's 20-odd goals a season and all of a sudden he's gone, like. You know, so it's, it's, a, big still, it's a big risk, like. I mean, I still, I still do think that we need to be should bring in a striker during the window. A day. But, but yeah. I don't, I'm not meaning, I'm not going to buy a first-choice player to take care of Kyogo or that, do you know what I mean? But as I've said before, like, see that Antonio for West Ham? Yeah. Under like that, but that would have been like a kind of ideal signing. People yeah, go, he's, an been, 80, no. he's an 80-odd grand a week and stuff like that, right? But at his age, he's an 80-odd grand a week. But at his age, he's not going to be chasing that kind of money again. Yeah, you know but I mean? you even, have, if, even if another English team came in for him to answer, so Larry, well, you're 33 or 34, we'll, we'll give you 30 grand a week. And then Celtic yeah, because... and say, oh, we're in the Champions League, come up here mm. and help us win the league, a few games in the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. Mm. We'll give you 25 grand a week. Because you always said it, Mark, in fairness, you said it umpteen times, it was either a young prospect like young Kenny who's out and loan at the minute or at the time and you said it it was like the job that Defoe done for Rangers aye you know that's what you were saying it was, it was either it was either either or in regards to a third striker because if you're a young guy obviously you're chomping at the bit if you're a guy who's in the latter part of your career you don't mind you don't mind that you're going to be needed now and again coming on for 20 minutes here to change a game you're happy with that like 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 him or like him or load him Defoe did, did that very well for Rangers. You know? He did it very well for Rangers when he was there. And you had said that before, he said that's the kind of a guy in that bracket and mold that if Celtic were requiring a third striker, that's the kind of guy you'd like because they're going to be happy in the bench. Do you know what I mean? They're not going to well, expect to be starting every week, like it's like the reason Spurs signed Fraser Foster. Yeah. I know it's a different position, but it's why why uh, Mourinho wanted Joe Hart or in Rome. Was it Rome? William, or yeah. Roma? Do you know what I mean? He's not got to get much game time. Joe Hart was coming to the end of his career and Mourinho knew he could trust him if he ever needed him as a number two. He could trust him. And that's it's reliable. I mean? It's the same thing. Aye. They're reliable. Do you know what I mean? Thanks a lot for coming in, mate. Nice to see you, bud. And that's it. That's it, Mark. It's it's someone that they can, in a sense, hang their coat on to go. I know I can stick Joe Hart in goals. If if if, I, if my keeper gets injured, and I need Joe Hart for four or five games. I know he'll do a job for me. Or if I have Antonio on the bench and I need him for the last twenty five minutes, I know he'll do a job for me. Or whatever it may be, you know what I mean. And and that's that, that's that's what you know. That's what you need, like because at the minute, as I said, O's out for. I think someone said they said six weeks. I don't know how accurate or inaccurate that is. Kyogo's the main striker. Maeda's his appears to be pretty much the deputy striker. So then we like if he gets injured, Kyogo gets injured, do we then have to turn to the likes of James Forrest through the middle or something like that? If we have no alternative, like you know what I mean? Because James Forrest has come on in the last few games as well. So I I, I don't know. It's a we're leave, we're we're just we've we've suddenly left ourselves a little bit. Light in one or two positions. Uh, but, for me, it's, but see the same extent in that it's like Terence. It's, it's even if Carter Vickers is going to boot for six weeks, Celtic yeah. they're not in the position to go out and say right, Carter Vickers is out for six weeks. They we need to sign a centre back. They're not. It's not as if they're going to go out and say they right, we're going to spend ten million pound, eight million pound on a centre back because Carter Vickers is out for six weeks. 
Oh, I get you, but, 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 but no, they've but covered that guy. Aye, but this goes back to what we were talking about earlier, Terence, and like the strength and depth of the squad. Celtic's yeah. not going out to buy, buy a player. Celtic's not going out to spend £6 million, £7 million on a player that's not going to be first team ready and looking to get as much game time as possible, blah, blah, blah. Do you know what I mean? There's no way Celtic's yeah, yeah. going. Even if, even if Kyogo went out and got injured in the weekend and Sunday or something like that, do you think Celtic would go, would it change the plans of the club? That's what I'm trying to say. Do you think any of these injuries have actually changed any of the plans of the club regarding like incoming transfers? Um, it's hard. It's hard to say, Mark. It, it's hard to say, but I, I do think if Kyogre got injured and it was a lung injury, it would change the plans. It would have to, because for me, if if Kyogre fell on his shoulder on Sunday, for argument's sake, and he dislocated, and they said he could be out for five or six months, or four months, or three months, whatever. It is, that's a significant period of time with your striker gone. That means you've got oh, who's going to be back in the, maybe three weeks, four weeks, whatever it is. But if Kyogo's gone for long term, that's Kyogo gone for the majority of the season. You then have you that then does change your mindset and go, okay, we do need another striker in and possibly a striker that will start. Whereas if Kyogo is, is not injured and O is there as well, they're still they're still they're obviously going to play Maeda, so they're not going to bring a third striker, but. There's still that room for manoeuvre to go to the same the guy we were talking about, Mark. The guy to come in that will, if you need him, that it's the, that it's the he's at towards the end of his career. You're uh, 32, 33 year old. That's what I would say. I was certainly not. There's no way Celtic will go and spend five, six million or whatever it is, and even four, five million on a on a third striker. I understand that because they they have Kyogo, they have oh, they potentially have Maeda through the middle, which they played in the last two games. So that's what Roger sees as well. But that that is that aside, if they weren't doing that, you could. That's what I would say. I would go down to the like a journeyman, so to speak, striker. That's aye, aye. You know that that's the right term. But I know they're not going to do that because obviously with my age through the middle, that's their that's their third striking option. Aye, think as far as I can see. Aye. Even even if you were pushed at that, you could probably try a ladder again. Yeah. That, you could, yeah, easy. You could, yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. I, I think that's that's a given. Hey, question for you, Mark. Off the Celtic side, well, not off the Celtic side of things. What's the what's your take on the the sorry now for asking this question, but what's your take on this this ticket nonsense again? Look, it's the same as always. Terms is the the media and the press are all twisting this to blame it on Celtic. Yeah, I've seen that as well. It's and, it's got it's crazy, like aye, and it's I mean Celtic's been. Just tell Celtic's never tell Rangers they're not getting tickets for I for Park Celtic Park. And yeah. they offered Celtic tickets and Celtic just said no because because of what's been on in the past and the safety aspect of stuff. And now all of a sudden Rangers have turned twisted this and the media's twisting it to Rangers' point of view. Celtic's done nothing wrong on this. But it was it was always gonna it was always gonna three sixty back. Like it's 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 as I said. Uh, 750 tickets as I said to you there recently is 1.4% of Ibrox capacity 1.4% of Ibrox capacity and it's something like one. this is 750 now It's and it's something like 1.2% or 1.1% of Parkhead the, the, like, like the, the nonsense that's going on about it is is, is farcical and they're talking that Rangers said that they will want their allocation. If I was Celtic, I'd simply say that it's not safe. 
Like the notion that they think that it's they're saying no, that we can put gosh, up a net, no. we're up a net is nonsense. They say that Bart uh, Albrecht said we can put up a net. If you have to put up a net, then it's not safe. Exactly. What about what about the people leaving the ground? What about the people right. in the in the? It's not it's not safety in the ground. It's safety going to the ground and coming from the ground. That's a that's a that's yeah, also an issue. It's a, it's a safety in the ground when the police found baseball bats and golf balls and stuff like that. that they do see because they, I mean Celtic like the Green Brigade didn't set up their tifos and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And Rangers let the Union Bears do that. And yet the last the last game at Ibrox we Union Bears they do planked all these weapons in the stadium. Yeah, imagine, I saw that. Imagine, yeah. that, imagine that was the Green Brigade that the police found that stuff. There'd still be there'd still be headlines of that in the papers are here. Oh, it would be yeah. Oh, it would be like, but it's, but it's it's it, it's just it's just farcical, Mark. That it's it's a grievance that it's now turned seems to have turned to three sixty. That oh, it's, it's, like uh, there was obviously the I saw it in the thing that there was I not into Twitter now, but obviously the Twitter thing of the fella saying that if we don't get if Celtic won't give the tickets, the the match should be forfeited and Rangers should be awarded a treat or victory and all that. Yeah, I I I just I saw that, but. But I, if I was Celtic, I'd be turning around and going, saying it's not from. We don't feel it's it's right from a safety point of view. But uh, what I have to also say, Mark, is it's about time Celtic as a, as a as a like the chief executive or someone with a high power comes out. Even if it's Peter Lawell, someone needs to come out and make a statement on this and nip this in the bud because Celtic are starting like Aye. Rangers are doing all the talking on it. You you man, the chief executive fellow for their side coming out saying they want fans and all this and da 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 and all the rest of it. Celtic are just being quiet. There's no time where Celtic have to come Aye. out and go, no, 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 no. This isn't, this is, this is not our fault. This is not our fault. They started it. This is, this is a nonsense. We, we, we have no problem with, with Rangers support fans in, in Parkhead, but we will have, 7,000 Rangers fans at Parkhead or 8,000, whatever, and we will have 8,000 Celtic fans at Ibrox. That's what we want. We don't want the 700. We've had our we've had our physio hit. We've had bottles thrown at our goalkeeper. We've had fans injured. We've had all this. We've had numerous incidents where we do not feel it's safe for our fans to travel to that stadium, let alone our own management team. So until there's a full stadium back, for a full stand back for our fans, we won't be accepting any... F- Tickets from Rangers, and we won't be giving any tickets to Rangers. And that'll, that'll put it to bed. They couldn't guarantee the safety of Chris Sutton working for BT commentating in a game. Or Neil Lennon. Or Neil Lennon, aye. I think even the same thing happened with Big Harkson, did it? No. So they they could have, like, yeah. So, uh, you know, it's like, they've not got a leg to stand on, and I don't, I mean, Celtic, I don't, I, I, I agree with you an extent, Celtic uh, terms that Celtic should be more kind of proactive or stuff than reactive, but I mean, let's face it, it's the old, what's the old saying, don't interrupt your, your enemy when he's making a mistake. I mean, Rangers are oh. just digging themselves into a hole, and they, they've, they've done it for years. Anybody with half half an ounce of sense, I'm, can you imagine a club doing in England, say Man United or Liverpool, or that acting the way Rangers have acted? Just, just in, aye, aye, just in, laughing stocky, there'd be absolute laughing stocky European world football. Th- th- some of the stuff that their directors and stuff like that's come out with. So, I, I, I Celtic, to honestly, Celtic, Celtic's not going to end up losing any face of this, but I totally agree this time that somebody came out and kind of made a statement and said, Here, look, just look at the facts of this situation. But you've said, terms all the incidents over the years and stuff like that. 
and, and so we're not accepting tickets for there. If they want tickets for here, we'll give them them. But see any extra cost, that'll be that'll be going on to Rangers and see if they want to demand tickets. And I'd also be I'd also, I'd also be saying as well, Mark. If Rangers fans want, if if seven hundred Rangers fans, I'd give them the minimum amount. If it was six hundred and eighty, I'd be giving them six hundred and eighty, whatever it is. If it's seven hundred, I'd be giving them seven hundred. I wouldn't be giving them one more. But I'd also be saying this: We're giving seven hundred tickets out here. If there is one, one piece of damage, there's no tickets for the second for the next game. And we're letting we're letting that be known in advance. If right. if our ground is damaged, one iota. You know what? I'd, honestly, know what I would do as well. I would see if they, they they take the tickets and come in. I'd have them surround it with stewards, and if they're surrounded with police, and see anything illegal, sitting there snorting their coke, whatever, half keys and stuff like that. I'd be telling the stewards, you point out to the police, and you take a note of it. See yeah. any dodgy singing, point that out to a police officer. Anything? I'd, oh. I'd start. Do you know what I mean? Start really, really being a bit of. A cunt weight kind of thing. Oh, make it yeah, just make it make it re, make it a very very uncomfortable time. Aye, did he's, he's, look, uh, he, guys, I mean guys, getting pushed out their mind in that he's drunk disorderly. He shouldn't have been here. I'm a steward here. I want him ejected. They can't do anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I I, I fully agree, with you. and that they 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 should be certainly doing that. But I I would be, I would be a hundred percent behind you on that mark. But I would also be Celtic, and I'd be saying if there's any incidents of disorderly. And any damage caused to any any basically thing in par in Celtic Park, be it seats, be it toilets, be it everything else, we will be charging Rangers the fee to fix it, and we will not be re we will not be given tickets for the next home game. And make it as simple as that. And if they want to come in and, and do what they normally do, which is generally wreck the place, like smash up toilets and do all the other stuff that they have done before in the past. Then Celtic will be able to go. It's not. It's it's not. It's not feasible to bring to bring them here. It's just not feasible. And see if they do that terms and us not going to Ibrox because it's kind of part of the kind of status quo as Celtic fans. If they break seats at Ibrox or whatever, Rangers fans break seats at Celtic Park. It's kind of cancelled out. None of them ever kind of claim for damages and stuff like that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so whereas if there's no Celtic fans at Ibrox and they aye. come to park and they do it, then you've got a then you've got a good case, exactly. like. And if there's only seven hundred of them, their terms here, surely God they can catch people that are doing it. Oh yeah, it's it's, it's listen, it's it's it, it's going to be a tiny, it's only going to be a tiny few. And as you said, that's exactly it, Mark. And and any any damage, if there's seats damaged or whatever happens, then it's basically it's a case of well, they're not welcome. They can't be welcome because they can't be trusted to just watch a match. Oh. And you just don't make it a welcoming atmosphere for them. You just make it as awkward as you can for them between your stewarding and your policing and stuff like that. Oh yeah, listen, you basically, Mark, you minimise, you minimise everything that can be minimised. Like if it's a case that, and I don't mean this, I'm not stopping people from using facilities, but I'm saying if it's a case that there's normally three or four bathroom areas available, maybe minimise it to two. You know. Or whatever the, the limit is in the people, whatever. But just make it in a situation where if that if there is going to be damage or there is going to be stuff happening, that it's that it's minimised. It's not it's not a widespread where they wrecked three or four cute toilet areas and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Just just corral them and get them into an area. That's what you're using. That's it, and get them out as quickly as you can. Yeah, 
I'll, I'll send you a link to this story, Terms one once we get off here, right? There's a trial, I don't know if it's finished yet, there's a trial going on the now, right? A man allegedly, allegedly spray-painted FTQ on a banner before a Celtic Rangers game, right? So yeah. the story goes on, and this guy spray-painted a flag inside the ground, a CFC, FTQ, and USC, Right, and the, Pol the Polish guy that funny, you can own about the Green Brigade, the North Kurd, you know, blah, blah, blah. And the, the guy's up in court, and the copper that's took him up is kind of, it wasn't even inside the ground when this happened. He saw it on CCTV after people complained to him outside the ground, and he went away. And then the copper comes out with it, he's a Celtic fan, that's how he knew this stuff. And it's had absolute nonsense. Well, that that doesn't surprise you, I don't know, Matt. And it's like, the guy's lawyer said to him, see when you look at the CCD footage, it skips about and stuff like that. How do you know that's the same guy? And the, guy, the copper says, it's still the same person, in my opinion. The officer claimed that he was not inside the stadium during the match and was stationed outside. When asked how he knew how Rangers fans reacted, the witness, the copper, stated that he heard from other officers. The trial continues <laughs> later this month. Which I mean, that alone is ridiculous, Mark. That's that's as you would say, what is circumstantial evidence? Like, I mean, it's that's you know, you you're you know what I mean. That's like saying he did it, he did it. Did you see him? No, who's on? Uh, my mate's mate's friend's buddy's pal. So, about this 10 is, people, you know what I mean. That's if the Rangers said the wee, the wee totty corner turns in 2021 to the Green Brigade, are we on the other side of the same stand that they all get offended or a flag at some guy who's pre painted fuck the Queen on. You know, but that's it's that, let's be fair about it. It's rich coming from them, like Aye. do you know what I mean? There, 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 there's there's sets, there's there's individuals on both sides, and you, you know what I mean? They go they go way over the top on, on, on Celtic side, and certainly on on Ranger side, you, you know what I mean? I mean, there was no there was no issue years ago when there was God rest his soul after Tommy Burns, and there was that big kind of banner style thing up and they said there was no offence to it and there was an ambulance and the licence plate, plate was like TB10 something and they were saying it was not and there was a showing a Celtic fan chasing it and they were saying it was nothing to do with Tommy Burns but it just happened to be an ambulance and TB you know the, the, the registration was TB something you know maybe, yeah, maybe it just, yeah. it just does it's everything's just it's always kind of negative about Celtic and stuff like that and another one this is not to do with Celtic this was headline news of Scotland terms Hibs fans ripped on a Union Jack who sure cares who, really? who, who, who cares about that but but that, that that's that's but that but that's it, Mark. If it was roles reversed, uh, you know, if in in Edinburgh, if it was roles reversed in Edinburgh, there wouldn't be a problem, like. But you know, there wouldn't be. Aye. Like, I mean, Lenny Lenny could go up there as a manager and get attacked on the pitch, and there's hardly. They were away in, uh, in Rosen, was it Rosenberg? Cubs played the other day. That was some result for him. Wasn't that that was Hearts, wasn't it? Or was it Hearts that played Rosenberg? Whoever it was, yeah. was were playing then. It was somewhere they were they were out at the other night, but some hotel or pub had a Union Jack hanging outside and the Hibs fans ripped it down. And it was in, I think it was the front page of every newspaper in Scotland. And yet, sure. 
You know, it, it, it doesn't make sense. Like, videos of Rangers fans who are con- throwing money at Wayne's and calling them t- t- all sorts of names in that and stuff, and you need to dig about the internet to find it. Oh yeah, but so look, as I said, it's 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 selective market. You know, that's the problem at times. It's it can be very selective on what they want that's to show and what they don't want to show. Just just back to the same point I'm saying in terms of this kind of ticket situation. I mean, we need to get well shown to talk about it because he'll, yeah. he'll know me as well about his allocations and stuff getting cut and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. I mean, we know what? why they cut it. We know, we know why they cut the allocation and they know why they cut the allocation because see, if you look back, there's been tweets of guys and their stuff on their uh, forum boards that follow, follow and stuff like that where guys have been planning on bringing this up at their AGMs and bringing it up while they're in the, uh, the, the snobby seats and stuff like that. So this was a kind of planned attack for years to stop Celtic celebrating. That's basically what it was. They were oh. actually that fed up with watching Celtic pumping them and celebrating. Yeah. They had to they had to stop it, and nobody can deny that. There's no other reason for them to do but, this. But did, I saw something there before. Uh, I read something, I should say, on a thing allegedly there, a guy allegedly who's at the 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 AGM, and it was a fan stood up and he said it. That's what they should do. They should cut the allocation. I don't know. He didn't necessarily say the amount, but it, that's what this guy said, who was well, allegedly one of the shareholders, that this guy allegedly stood up in the meeting and said that they should cut Celtic's allocation and that would help to strengthen Rangers' position in the game. Yeah. But as I, as, I, as I said before, Mark, to, when I was, we were discussing this as well, like people have said it, I mean, the nonsense that comes up with the season tickets and all this, it's 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 um it's a it's a ridiculous answer because I I would argue the point with any any fan, particularly any sensible Rangers fan in it. When when Rangers and I brought this point up before, when Rangers were winning in the late eighties and early nineties, they were the dominant team by a country mile, winning all the titles. They never once cut Celtic's allocation in Ibrox, not once. Oh. You can't tell me that the demand for season tickets is bigger now than back then when Rangers were the dominant force. They were in European Cup semi-finals. They were winning league after league after league. They were winning cups. They were there, thereabouts uh, in every it's cup. Like, and, it's like you know, Celtic, Celtic used to sell season tickets for see where the Rangers go the full kind of the full swing back and across right across to where the Green Brigade section starts in that the standing section. Yeah. That used to be all Rangers. Aye, aye. And you watch any of the old videos, all old films, and like it's in some point some old films market was nearly half and half. Like we used to go to Ibrox years ago, Terence, and we get parts of the main stand and everything off them because they couldn't fill their stadium. Yeah, you but you see, you know. Right, but see that, but I'm talking about behind the goal, right? I've had pals that bought season tickets in there when they, f- they first came out, when the stand first opened, and they never they never get tickets for the old firm game, and they probably st- well I don't know how they are new, but they probably still don't get them for the derby. The, the, yeah, the, the chance to get tickets in another part of the stadium, but that was reflecting the price of their season ticket. They weren't paying all they weren't paying derby old firm price tickets, so that was took it. was cheaper season tickets, and Rangers were doing the same. But now they've put these the derby tickets into the season ticket, so they can't check take that back. Yeah, but that's very that, that, that's that's convenient what, as well, though, man. That, no, no, but that's what they've done. To, to, oh no, but, it, but it's a convenient so way of saying that they can't. 
that's the I but they've done that turns to get their way about that we yeah. probably with SFA or SPFL. But we can we've sold the season tickets for that, that section already. Yeah, and that, that, but that, this but this is my point, but like there needs to be there needs to be a situation where where not just the two clubs, but the outside the two clubs. Like the Scottish the Scottish FA or the SPFL or the broadcaster Sky, all these people they need to sit down at the table and go, lads, this is farcical. This is absolute nonsense. There should be a minimum. There should be a minimum of five thousand fan, away fans in each of the grounds. A minimum of five thousand fans in each away grounds. You 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 can't tell me that 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 this is one of the biggest derbies in the world, but there's no away fans at the game, or very little away fans at the game. You don't see you don't see. I know it's not a derby game, but we say for example, you don't see United and Liverpool or United and City. You don't see many United and City with no away, no no away no. City fans or no away United fans or Arsenal and Spurs. You don't see that that there's no away fans. You just don't. You just don't. And like call us, you can call a spade a spade, but Man City and Man Man United and Arsenal and Spurs supporters probably dislike each other as, as probably nearly as much as Celtic and Rangers fans dislike each other. The majority of them do. You know, you know, maybe oh, not, uh, not as, maybe maybe not as tense, but I, but you, you understand, and particularly on the match day, on uh, the match day, particular. But like they don't, like you said a while ago, Mark, they don't, they they're not pity to go. Like Spurs haven't won anything in Dunkeshire, but they're not pity to go. Well, we're not going to give Arsenal any tickets because they used to win titles and win cups, and or or you know, you should go to City. Well, now they're coming up big, and we haven't won the world. We're, we're, you know, we won't give them any tickets. You're not going to see them be that pity. No, but, but, but the problem is up here. They, no, they wouldn't. But 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 down there, Mark, the 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 the, the English FA, they'd step in. Sky would step in. They'd all step in uh, and go. No, no, you're not doing that. But up in Scotland, it seems to be okay to you do what you want. We well, do you know, what? I want to tape up that sponsor there last year because I don't. We don't. You know, we're, we're they can do that. That's okay. They get an apology for it. Then, like you know, it's know, ridiculous. Like. See if they can it's take ridiculous. that to the, the main league sponsor. Celtic can Celtic can call them out of the ticket situation. If Rangers can deal with that with the sin sponsorship, which I, I still can't understand how they get away with that. I really can't even. The league was sponsored with Ladbrokes and they had a gambling company on the front of their jersey, but there was no conflict interest in that. Was, I don't know where that came from. It's just something Dougie Park must have dreamt up when he was getting his fucking colostomy bag emptied or something like that. <laughs> But really, just I. So if, if if they can do that, the actual main league sponsors surely Celtic can say, "Well, it's our grin." So we can see who we're letting in it. There's no rules to say, and it's all the case. Of, oh, what is it? The actual rule says you need to give them a a, decent, a a reasonable amount. Well, what's a reasonable amount? Fifty. Give them fifty tickets. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's it's it's, it's, it's just it's a person. Been pet just be as petty as they are. Do you know what well, I mean? That's, what, that's, truth, what, that's what I'm saying. Comes out in the wash terms, it's them that comes out. It's them that look like the idiots again. Mm, that's that's what I'm saying. I I would I would literally turn around and go. You know, you could turn around and go. Okay, what's the minimum amount of tickets we can give them? And if it's four hundred tickets, go. Maybe we'll give you four hundred tickets, like you just said there. If it's three hundred tickets, we'll give you three hundred tickets, and just say, well, we. We we we've sold a lot of our tickets. We sold these in season tickets, so there's nothing we can do about it. So oh, sorry. Right, as I said there the rule the rule the SPFL rule or the SFA rule, whatever you want to call it, 
Right, the rule is you've got to give them a reasonable a reasonable amount. Hit the ball back to the SFA or the SPFL and say, right, what's a reasonable amount? Yeah, you tell because us the figure. That, because, that, because see, whatever they do, whatever they turn around and say to us, you would have to say that the same to them. Do you know, what I'm, do you know where I'm going well, with that? It would apply to all the rest of them, because it would apply to the hearts, it would apply to Hibs, it would apply to all the rest of them. A reasonable amount is this. That's just, right, that's just hitting it back. Celtic's no making a decision. We're asking the, the guys that are running the game, what should we do? Do you know what I mean? They're all say a reasonable amount, right? So you tell us what's a reasonable amount and we'll give them them. We'll give, we'll, we'll give them that amount. But to the same extent then, you need to tell them what's a reasonable amount of their grunt and we get the exact same. It's no yeah. it's like they can't they're expect see this talk, that's one of the things that they're holding on. They think a reasonable a reasonable amount is get them get like seven or eight thousand. That's what that's what the Rangers fans are looking at, kind of thing. But just switch it about to them then say, well, a reasonable amount again is we get seven seven thousand back at Ibrooks, which is just back to the state score that we had for years. So I don't see how they can win this. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's a very, it's a very fair point, and it's it it, it um, you know, it's like, as I said, it's we we spoke about a few times. It's very, very, very petty. Like it's really is. but to me again, it's just, it's just, it's the way that club seems to be ran, isn't it? Everything seems yeah. to be just a bit petty, be stupid stuff, and that. It is, and that you know, it's 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 as I said, it's like. <laughs> When you were a young lad on the street, if if the lad if the lad who wanted the ball was having the, was losing or whatever, it's, it's boy balling on home kind of thing, uh, like you know. That was like that thing we cinched. That was just another kind of shambles with SFA and SPFL looking at that. Oh, it's a shambles, it's a shambles for Scottish football, Mac. Because anyone's looking at that and you're looking at sticky tape over a, over a, over a sign in an interview, and you're like, like you you know we're 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 where would you get that? Like, you know, you'd get that. You'd get that in. You get that nowhere. Like, you no. if a team, if a team in the Premier League tried that, they'd be told, "Get a grip on yourself." Like, like I said, people. I know we, you know, fellas. A lot of people wouldn't be into the Premier League, and I don't really watch it myself. I say an awful lot about it, whatever you want, but it's run really well. They know what they're doing. They do it right. They, you know, they, they, they. They, they try to they try to improve it as much as they can. They try to make it as glamorous as they can, and they have made it the most high-profile league in the world. There's no question about that. And and you, you know they they keep trying to get it better with whether that's with the money that they're bringing in or the way it is now with the the VAR and the referees. And you know you know words like there's, there's stuff that up in Scotland that that goes on at times. Just we wouldn't even we wouldn't even be tolerated. It wouldn't even it wouldn't even make the papers under because it would be nipped in the bud so quickly. But it's no, acceptable. I... It's, it's acceptable in Scotland, and that's 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 the problem. And that's why then you 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 look at Scotland and you look at the Sky Sports and you look at all that, and then you see deals of ten million a year or whatever, or thirty million for a few years, or whatever. And then you look at the Premier League. I know it's not comparing like with like now, but there's one that is billions. Yeah, how can, how can you how can you how can you demand that a uh, uh, broadcaster any broadcaster pays X Y and Z for for the Scottish product when it's run the way it's been run? And they, they were like the powers to be, the, the Scottish FA, this the SPL, whoever all these people at the top of the helm, they they have they have massive questions to answer as to how they're allowing a lot of this stuff to go on. Like, you know, and 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 that's. 
because at times you you kind of question: Are you really running it, or is there is there a certain other people running it? Uh, it sh should be definitely things like they should all be around. I mean, you're going to be you're going to be hard pushed to even even doing in England terms. You're going to be hard pushed to find guys that um, don't support the bigger teams. Do you know what I mean? Well, of course, yeah, I get that. But it's not. It's not. It's not uh, as. But it's not as one-sided. No, and there's got to be a, a balance there. It's like, I mean, who? I don't even know who's who actually. Who is it? Still, Bartley's it sponsors the, the pub league. I don't know. I, 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 we would assume it is for argument's but, but, sake. But just, I mean, imagine Bartley's was was sponsoring the, their league, right? And someone like Main Man United at that AIG, but they know they know our bank. Their insurance. All right, but even right, something like that. But can you imagine if Man United turns and says, "Oh, we're not going to do this because the league is going to The Premier League wouldn't accept that in a million years. No, if Man United, for argument's sake, for uh, for argument's sake, you said had were were Lloyd's TSB, they're a bank bank in aye, England, and, and it was that, and and they went out and they had there was all stickers over over Barclays Bank or whatever is it? You like you and you know you'd be. And like it's not even it's always like sticky tape. Like you're like really <laughs> sticky sticky <laughs> tape. Like, half half tape. <laughs> yeah, when the boys pulling off his sock when he come off the pitch and so but you're you know that's 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 the that's the problem, Mark. It wouldn't those things just wouldn't wash down there. You know, you could see that the weekend and then would referee and the var and all but you know, even just, just doing their terms, even Lord across any other, uh, even across any other league, even at Italy, Spain, or any that, that just wouldn't have been allowed to happen. No, but that, that, that's what I'm saying. That's why, that's why Scottish football, like, is, is, is like you say what you want, but that's why Scottish football at times is, is is laughed upon by, especially in England and 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 other other, especially in the U, in the UK and England in particular. And like, that's why the majority like lads in England and Ireland that you'd know like. They all support Premier League teams. If you lot of them, if you said, "Oh, you support all oh, Celtic," the first why they're all like, "Why? Why would you support the same Scotland?" Like, it's rubbish. Like that's their general consistency. Now it's hard to argue. It's it's hard to argue the point because the way it, the way it's run and, and the whole lot. But obviously, you're just like, look, I support Celtic and blah blah blah, whatever. But if you were to go to the deeper depths of it and you were to look at the ways said that you're talking there, the way it's run, like it, you know, it's. It's, it's there. There is no argument, like no. But even even down to that as well, Terence. It's like I've I've found this. I can even on like social media, these kind of new kind of level of fans, and they don't actually really support any team. They've got a favourite team, but they support the league. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah, do, do you get what I mean by that? It's as yeah, if, it's like it's come back to that Harry Kane, the Harry Kane thing, right? They were all like that, but. Harry Kane and he could have broke Shearer's Premier League record, but but didn't it just start in 1992 when the Premier League came in? There's players yeah. that have scored more goals in England than Harry Kane and Alan Shearer, so he's not chasing any record that Alan Shearer's got. It's a, it's like that's the old argument, like the Chris Boyd and Henrik Larson story. Do you know what I mean? Chris Boyd yeah. was some, he was a top. I don't know what was it, it was, but it was just the actual name of the league at the time. He was the top goal scorer. Eh? Yes, you know yes, I know. Mean? Just pure, pure. Just is it pedantic? Pedantic is that the word? Taylor? Yeah, it is. Yeah, pedantic. Yeah, just trying to hype something up that doesn't actually exist as much. I, I mean, don't get us wrong. If you're scoring more goals than hard than Alan Shearer, 
you've, you've had a good career. But just being the top Premier League goal scorer out of Sheeran, should, shouldn't he make it, it shouldn't be more appealing to you than going to a team like Bayern Munich and the chance when to win trophies and Champions yeah. Leagues and stuff like that. An absolute nonsense that people argued with that and looked down their nose that Harry Kane had went to Bayern Munich. Oh yeah, uh, look as as I said, it's it's you have to understand it's 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 the it's the Premier League and I can understand it. It's see people see that as to be all and end all and look in a lot of people's eyes it is and it's it's a fair point. But you know as regards Celtic and Scotland and the whole lot, you know they're 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 just light light years behind in the whole season ticketing and that whole season fiasco just. Aye. Just, 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 just shows how bad it really is. I just see that for me, the, th- the best thing should be for Celtic is to just ping, hit the ball straight back to the SPFL and say, right, what is this reasonable, but reasonable amount that you say we need to give them? Right, but, uh, but, but if I was Celtic, Mark, I'd come up with a statement, and I'd come out with whoever is Michael Nichols or even Peter Lawwell, he's chairman. Let him come out and say his piece, and say because he's a good man to speak, and he doesn't cut cut any corners. And say X, Y, and Z, and say blah 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 blah. We've contacted the SPL or the SFA, and we've asked them. We're in discussions as to what is the amount of tickets, a reasonable amount of tickets that we need to supply for this fixture. And then, uh, and then the, they, they need to come back on an, an answer then. Aye, and then that's the criteria when it comes back to well, that's how many tickets we need for Ibrox then. Yeah. And then, then that's a marker laid down. And then, aye, if said, like you said, if, if, if the Scottish FA come back and go, well, you should be giving Rangers 1,400 tickets, we just say for argument's sake. And they go, Grand, that's fine. So that's the amount that we that we should be getting. That's the reasonable amount that should be given for an away event. Yeah, Grand. But we should be getting 1,400 tickets for the next next away game. And when Rangers turn around and say, oh, we can only give you 700 tickets, then you turn to the SFA and go, hold on a minute. That's you said right. reasonable. You said a reasonable amount is fourteen hundred. We've given fourteen hundred. We've been in goodwill. Now they're telling us they can't give us fourteen hundred tickets. What are you going to do about it? I I totally agree with that, Ter. You know that they, they just they just need to come out and 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 put a marker down at this now, Mark, because they'll wind up being the bad guy in this if if they leave it go without saying anything. I I I don't know what you're saying with that, but again, I still think it's a the old. Let your enemy blabber his mouth off, and when he's digging a hole for himself, because that for me they're they're digging a hole for themselves for this. Well, I agree, but I agree that they're, and I have no problem with I, I, I I agree, But I, I just think Celtic need to I, say something. I just I, think they need to. It's, it's gone on too long now. They need to. They need to fight their corner and just say, "Listen, we have no problem." I, if it was me, Mark, I'd say we have no problem giving Rangers their full allocation. Will Celtic have their full allocation? Once that, once that happens, once that happens, we'll we'll go back to the way the the derby used to be in the good old days, and that's something like that. And just leave it at that. And then it's put over to Rangers where to go. Well, you can have the eight thousand tickets if we can have our eight thousand tickets, and put it back into their court, and let's Aye. see what they can do. I just what I'm saying, just keep batting yeah. it back to them. Put oh the yeah, decisions, yeah, the decisions always go to come back to them. So yeah, they your next move is yours. Aye, aye. So they, they need to come out and explain X, Y, and Z. This is why they're doing it. But it's not going to happen. I mean, I've spoke to a few Celtic fans as well, and they've got any interest. They don't want. I don't know if anybody, you deep said something as well that they didn't want them in the ground. There. And I know, I know a lot of fans feel the exact same way. I don't go to the games. So if that's the actual thing with 
how Celtic fans want to. Do you know what I mean? The guys that go to the games, if they don't want to go to Ibrox or don't want them in Ibrox unless it's full allocation, I totally respect that for them. Do you know what I mean? That's they're going to the games and oh yeah, listen, I think the same that I've got to look after myself after in that terms to get back home and that. Do you well, know what I, I mean? I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go I, I don't think I'd go there anyway, but I, I don't certainly wouldn't go there for for seven hundred people because I think it's it's lunacy. That it's even allowed. I really do, it's lunacy because as I said, it's safety inside the ground is one thing. Safety getting back home and getting back into the town right. centre and all that is another thing. You know what I mean? They're like so I mean yeah, look, you know, it's one of those things you could you could talk about night about it, but they just sadly just need to come out and say something and and make their point very, very clear. And as you said, ban it back to the other side and in conjunction with them and the SFA and the whole lot and say we have no problem doing this, but they have to do this. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. They just, it's as if they want their cake and eat it. They want, oh, yeah. they, just, they want their full allocation at Celtic Park, but don't want to give us a full allocation there. They, Mark, they, they, knew just, that, they knew that Celtic would refuse the 700. Uh, aye. But they're, they, they're quite happy to go, well, we offered 700, so now you have to give us 700, and we'll definitely take the 700. Well, that's fine. Give them them. But you're covering the extra cost of security and policing. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Whether, whether you want to, whether that's going on to the ticket price or whether it's going on to like a bill to, the, to, to Rangers as a club, holding company, whatever, but they're paying for all the extra cost to sell. Celtic shouldn't need to be out of pocket to mm. home, home 700 like, absolute yeah. animals. They shouldn't need to foot the bill for that. I'd be putting it on the ticket now, Mark, because you mightn't get it back off the club. <laughs> Just saying. Right, that's nine o'clock terms. I can't believe that. Yeah. I thought I thought if we could get an hour out of this tonight, we'd be doing all right. But two hours, you're two talking absolute gibberish again. <laughs> well, you used to know this, stage, Bill. Aye. Right, I'll wind that up. Thanks very much again, terms for coming on. As I said, I yep. thought we were trying to get these Friday night we podcast going again. Big jabber, shatty bucket again to come on after has pure bullied me to do this terms. He bullied me. <laughs> he bullied me into doing this last night, but then still didn't come on. Oh, I can't come on. I'm working. Aye, big shank in the bucket. But thanks, everybody. <laughs> Again, thanks very much for coming on, Terms. We'll be back no, Sunday, and Paul will be here. Everybody that joined us in, hope you enjoyed that. If you listen back, thanks very much. Uh, remember, hit the like button. Uh, if you know how, please leave a comment in the description in the box below and hit the subscribe button. That's me. Right. right, thanks very much again, lads. Heal, heal, good night, and God bless. This episode of the Boz and Bovel podcast was originally broadcast on the Celtic Rumours TV YouTube channel.